What is going on, you guys? It is Dollar Cost Crypto here with Ask Me Anything 6. I am joined today by Cappy. How are you? Assholeconsulting.com. Yeah. Demonetized already. Let's go. Right, go. There. Good night, everyone. That... <laughs> this is the hill master of all of Las Vegas, man. Like, you're, you know all the trails hill? out here, man. Yeah, well, I upgrade me to a mountain. I did Bridger, Griffith. Okay, my There's bad. Canyons. Don't say Griffith, man. I get, I get like, I get Vietnam flashbacks from like Berserk when I heard Griffith. Did you go up Griffith? No, 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 oh. no. It's it's an anime uh, reference. You know, oh, real, oh. real weeb shit. Yeah, I did a review of uh, Berserk, the 1990s version. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad anime. The guy, yeah. I think the guy just died recently. The actor, voice the, actor. No, no, the main guy who's writing the whole anime, he died, oh. and then he he just told the storyline like, <clears throat> Here, here's how I wanted to finish. So the friend's gonna finish the whole show now. Oh, that's kind of bad. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. yeah, melancholy but happy at the same time. Kind yeah, of, the know. same thing happened with Dune, with you know the creator of Dune and his son as well. He, like he died, and then he told his son how he wanted to end the series, but huh. and, but the writing skill isn't just a, it's like the story's is right, but like it's not the same like writing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the same thing's more than likely sadly going to happen with the creator of like uh, Game of Thrones as well. Is he on his last legs? No, not yet. But you know, he's taking forever to like. Basically, the show, <laughs> the show stalled. Like the show was pretty great up until they, they went through all the source material, mm. and they were waiting for that next book, and then it just never happened. So the guys um, decided just well, they, he, he told them like this is what these are the key points that need to happen, and they got free reign, and then just the show went totally down the shitter. Yeah, no, yeah. you can't. Once, once you lose the original guy, yeah, it's not. Well, d welcome, you guys. Uh, we got uh, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We are going to answer your questions about crypto and economics.
If there are any, yeah. If, if there is any, man, uh, please go and check out Cappy's channel and stuff. He's got a great video on uh, how pussy's not worth the price of rent. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Bro, yes, that I type, do. Can you, can you explain that video just a little bit? That's crazy. Okay, oh I'll, my God. Because, well, maybe it'll help your audience a little sure, bit sure. here, too. Uh, rent is your number one expense, usually. Usually, yeah. Okay, and a lot of young guys want to get laid, usually. 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 And these guys are like, oh, but I live at home. Uh, and save anywhere between fifteen to two thousand dollars a month, depending on where you are. And they're like, but what if I meet a girl? And I keep having to give the same advice. It's like, look, you get laid, uh, laid so rarely yeah. that just go get a hotel for one night. It could be a really nice one, a two hundred dollar yeah. nice hotel. Just go get it. Uh, you know, it's usually a one night stand or whatever else. But then if the girl keeps sticking around, then you get an Airbnb for a month mm. or maybe a short term rental for three months. But you don't sign a year long lease. And move all your stuff out of your folks' place and start incurring $2,000 a month rent expense for a girl who in all statistical likelihood is not going to be around for more, for more than a month. Sheesh. And so, what's well, that? Is she? It's just, it is what it is. And so all these go, oh, if, I, if I rent, will, will I get girls? No, because you're fat. And you're not gonna. You didn't ask no girls out, so your apartment yeah. is not gonna help you. So um, that that's the main finance. And and that okay. question came from basically someone contacts you on like asshole consulting and kind of asking you for their your opinion, right? Which was like, if I remember the question correctly, basically this guy's like asking like, am I allowed to do this? Basically, he's kind of was like asking for permission a little so, bit. Yeah, sometimes you get the permission where you could tell their mind is already made up. Yeah. And so, I, you know, you're, they're going to do what they're going to do. This guy wanted to know legit, like, should he, and he wasn't even living with his folks. He wanted to get a, he was, he was renting a room, mm. which is a very smart move for any young man to yeah. do. Like, you just work and hustle. But he's like, oh, I just got a room and I got a bunch of roommates. You want to know if he should get an apartment? Well, he's near New York City, so it would right. literally double his rent. I'm like, no, oh, don't do it. City. Don't do it. I hate New York with a passion. Mm -hmm. It is one of the worst cities I've ever been to. I will stand on that. Like, it is like, it feels like the top worst cities in America are New York and uh, what's called San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Have you like, been to LA? Yes, of course. Yeah, it, LA is also, but it's just the dirt. It's, it, all right. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta they're, they're all I gotta, bad. There, there's no the, wrong answer. There's no here. wrong answer here. I would, I would like, all right. There is, be, because of, the, like, okay, so in San Francisco, it's a much more kind of a darker, sort of chillier city. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, because you're up more north in California. Right, and stuff cloudier, like, cooler, it, yes. Cooler and stuff like that. So it, if it already has this kind of energy for most part of the year where it feels kind of like you're down on energy. Mm -hmm. Then, <laughs> that's some real California shit. Down on energy. But then from there, like, you go to the, like, I would go to the financial district in order to, like, I had to see someone there and stuff. And I couldn't find fucking parking. The, basically, all, all the accommodations and all the things you need to have a city work were just not functioning at all. There, the, imagine your financial center, right, where you have, like, actual, like, fun, like firms that are holding, like, billions of billions of dollars in mm -hmm. their offices and everything. And there's fucking lines of homeless people. Yes. Home, I, I, I didn't even see. This was worser than, than I would say, uh, New York. The only, the only reason New York won more is just because you had a lot more violent homeless people in New York. The New York, the people, the homeless in New York were so much more violent. I was going to a fight with one mm -hmm. uh, while talking to Sterling on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so Sterling got to hear this firsthand. It's like, I'm on the phone with Sterling. Hey, so, you know, I'm helping with some crypto thing. And then he, um, it was like, wait, some guy just asked me, he's like, I'm going to punch you in the face right now. Just, just, just out of the just, blue. Just huh? out of the blue. I'm going to punch you in the face right now. What would you do if I punch you in the face right now? I'm going to punch you back. I'm gonna punch you in the face right now. And then he just walks away, turns around, ass both ass cheeks showing. Yeah. Full like the yellowest crusty. Like he just imagine like he just ate bread. Like like that, but his teeth were just that horrible. Right. Ass cheeks to the floor. 
bends over, goes back into his trash can. Literally. Oh, goes wow. Back. Okay, like, he was in a trash can. Like, like Oscar the Grouch. I, yes. I, <clears throat> wow. It, I, that, like, just took me back. And then the other thing, too, with the... Uh, with New York, right, is like the entire city is just permanently under construction. Mm. There's graph. I mean, there's like a, a, a not not graphing. Uh, what do you call it? Like um, scaffolding, scaffolding. Oh, scaffolding, and, yeah, scaffolding yeah. and everything like that. So you can't you can't even really walk a lot of the streets because there's just so much crap. I everywhere. didn't know that about that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and this yeah. is if you're going from like I'm, obviously I went to the tourist areas, but then from there you would think that you'd you'd have your Times Square kind of cleaned up a little bit, the financial district. Like I always grade the city. Always, obviously, every city's got ghettos. You can never escape poverty. Would right? be a city without it. Exactly right. right? right. But you would think like oh, here's the places where I really will show off. Like this is like the beautiful part of the city, right? Right. And your uptown it's, or your Manhattan yeah. or something like that. Right. And it's, and it's it's a shithole. Yep. And, and the thing is, uh, the, now the only reason I'm not, I'm putting New York a little higher is just because it's fucking colder, it's wetter, the people are meaner. Mm. We're in San Francisco, like, you get the fuck out of my way. And <laughs> you, you, you just head off and stuff, right? Hey, when's the last time you've been to downtown San Francisco? A year and a half, well, uh, two years ago. Two, two years, years ago. Two years okay. Ago. When I was there, which was about a year ago, Yeah. it's empty. There's no one there downtown. Now maybe mm. San Jose, Silicon, uh, Oakland, perhaps there's some people around, but downtown San Francisco, uh, I think in due because of the disease and the, the cough, yeah, um, it's gone. I mean, there's nothing. Wow. Uh, I didn't have a car. I got an Uber, but you could find parking pretty easily. But there'd be no reason to because none of the stores are open. Right. It was, and so I don't know. I, I know a lot of stuff has gone online. The financial district. I don't know if everyone was doing the trading from home or what. Yeah. But the downtown uh, part of San Francisco is just dead. Except there are a fair amount of homeless people laying around. But that's about it. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, this was. This is was. This was kind of when like um, the whole. You know, the whole um, pandemic thing was going to mm-hmm. to calm down a little bit and stuff. I mean, we're in twenty three now, but I wasn't impressed because I saw. I got to see San Francisco. You know, early nineties. Oh, no, no, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Late, late 90s. I'm mm. sorry. Late 90s. It wasn't that bad. I remember it being really beautiful. And then one time, uh, I, I think for high school, we went to San Francisco and we went to that park there. It, it was like so, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. It was like this kind of art, the art district park or whatever. I forgot what it's called. But it was, we just hit it at the right time, like sunlight. It was very beautiful. And even there, like, that's the only last redeeming quality of like San Francisco is like they, they have like these old, it almost looks like the Romans built buildings. In like in San Francisco, it's a very. Mm. I, if, I, if I find the place, I'll, I'll send it to you and stuff. But well, I won't visit it. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to San Francisco well, unless I. I have bought to you a again. Spirit Airline ticket. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to San Francisco. The smallest seat possible. <sighs> but anyway, you guys, um, definitely stay away from that. And then I've I've never visited Portland, Oregon, out of principle. Don't. I just will not. Just don't Seattle, do Seattle, Seattle, Tacoma, well. avoid it. No. Nope. No. No. Thank you. I'm nope. Just, nope. But. Um, <laughs> Squid Lords like Moscow was stunning this Christmas. <laughs> I I hear nothing but good stuff. Like I don't know what's happening with the war, but uh, I've had people go and visit Russia, and they're like, "It's clean. Yeah. The, the subway apparently is beautiful. Yeah, working. Yeah. yeah, I I so maybe that's worth checking out. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've always wanted to visit Japan and stuff. I know Japan's really nice and clean and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, there's some good stuff going on in Japan. But um, yeah, man, shout out to Morgan Hill. <laughs> Morgan Hill. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to that. And Morgan Hill wasn't that far off from there. I lived in, I used to live in Monterey, California. So it was um, basically where the Monterey Bay Aquarium is. Or is, I don't know if you ever heard of that. I know where Monterey, Monterey, Mexico is. I don't know where Monterey, California is. Do you know is where Santa a, Cruz, Monterey? Is sorry, that Santa north Cruz. of San Francisco? No, a tiny bit south. Okay. A tiny bit south. Yeah, and San Francisco is above us. 
and then we're like we're in the central coast versus there in actually like north north Cal. oh okay All yeah right. yeah I said central I mean I think we have better weather I, mean, I think we have the best weather in California is right the central coast right there. Is it like Big Sur? Yes. Okay. Right. All right. I've, I've been in the area. I didn't know that Monterey was the was the yeah. town out there. I mean basically there's a bunch of towns out there. It's like Monterey, Seaside, Mar Marina, Salinas. Like basically these these are all different cities mm -hmm. that what's going on is they're kind of constructing together. So what's going on they're going to become a city. It's going to become like a like a um, Sort of like Las Vegas has like a bunch of boroughs and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's sort of becoming that or like a new Las, um, you know, knock on wood, hopefully not, but like a new version of like LA, hopefully not. But like that, that's the kind of thing that's happening. It's like separate cities. I'm, I'm literally seeing that my hometown merging with other towns yeah. and, and then and they're building all these suburbs in between that eventually it's going to like, it'll connect. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to connect. So in 20 years, it'll probably be a, they might rename the whole area, just a fucking giant city huh. for all we know. It's yeah. very strange. I've never seen that happen ever or, or heard of that actually happening outside of maybe you've heard of the Las Vegas or like maybe like, um, Saudi Arabia, you know, it was a little dirt town 20 years, like 40, 50 years ago. And now mm -hmm. it's like a massive city, but it's like, that's kind of what's happening. Cause you're having, um, Silicon Valley tech money essentially get away from the get, poop, getting away from the poop. And okay. In yeah, this area. Yeah. So you're having a lot of like gentrification and stuff <clears throat> kind of going down there and stuff, but it's not bad though. I mean like the, I mean almost everyone, at least my dad's generation bought houses there. So I mean, they're, they're pretty much their retirements like set. Boom. Done. Know, set. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, shout out to the chat. You guys, well, let's get into it, man. Ask us your best crypto questions or economics questions or anything you like to ask. Cappy, I, man. If you want to know about the balance between pussy and rent. Yes. I know. <laughs> The man that controls the scales. But uh, let's see. I got a couple super chats, so let's just get to the super chats real quick. Let's see. Okay, Crypto Jedi with the $11 super chat. Question. Controlling 100-plus wallets with seed phrases seems logically a bad idea, but is that the only way to, to avoid the whole uh, suck in the middleman D? Should we limit each wallet to certain tasks? S sort of, yeah. That seems like a excessive. Like, even me, I don't have 100 wallets. That seems quite a lot. But I'm probably up to 25. So, and I've been in crypto six, seven years almost. So, um, that does seem like a lot of wallets, man. Um, more than likely you just need, you need one wallet to be kind of a place where you store kind of capital you want to move in a, in a certain amount of time. Another wallet that'll be like a treasure or, um, it's basically the vault, the vault, uh, the vault wallet where you like hold off all like this is where my Bitcoin and my Ethereum is that I'm not touching. This is like the state, like this is Fort Knox. Right, your Fort Knox should be either your treasure or your ledger. You'll have like a, a another MetaMask to move money quickly on the other wallets, and then from there a mobile wallet. And this seems really complex, but it's it's like once you kind of got it down, it's like we're talking. It's really simplistic. So you have like two, three wallets that are kind of like the main the main wallets, and then from there you essentially have like two wallets per ecosystem. Uh, maybe a fa a main phantom, and then like an altcoin one where you can play around with, and. Um, I, I kind of um, coined this whole bulkhead sort of thing uh, in the crypto space where like you want to compartmentalize the, where your assets are in multiple wallets. So if for some reason some, there's a compromise, mm -hmm. somehow in your, in your lot, you only get ripped <laughs> off in one wallet and that might be like one like eight percent of your of your net worth. Well, it's no different than diversifying your like bank yeah. holdings or credit card. It, it, Correct. Yeah. 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 And, that, and that's the whole point of it. But 100 wallets does seem very excessive. Like basically the, the only reason someone has 100 wallets is because they're trying to uh, – play zen or like or um trying to catch a bunch of airdrops or something like that but that just seems like a shit ton of work man dang well i use the passwords yeah you never so here's another thing too with crypto right you never want to ever put them in your phone ever like never have your seed phrases should never be in your notes 
phrases, nothing, no zip file, uh, never should once be uh, typed into a computer. It should be all be on paper or steel, right? Analog is hell, metal is hell. No password, no password savers, no, absolutely nothing. I mean, you want it to be as caveman as possible. You want it to be inscribed on fucking Plymouth Rock, like in the real world like that. Like <laughs> none of this metaverse bullshit because, I mean, just the other day there was a major hack on a password, on a password saver. And uh, you, you want to drink water? No, I'm good. I've always coughed like this for my entire life. Oh, okay. Yeah. All these cigars. <laughs> no, it was, it was an allergic reaction, but that's boring. But I, continue on. Sorry. Yeah. Do you smoke cigars? I do. Oh, beautiful. I've invited, you know. But oh, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. We're yeah, doing yeah. hiking and cigars and everything. And they're like, oh, I'm having so much trouble at 24,000 feet in elevation. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing 24,000. No, no. He's like, I feel like such a bitch with oxygen. <laughs> but uh, no, all jokes, all, all jokes aside and stuff. But, but yeah, basically, you just want to have, like, when you first start off with your seed phrases, you want to just write them down on a piece of paper, nice bold letters with black or blue ink, nice and spelled out usually most seed phrases are one or 12 words or 24 words depending on the wallet you write them out you make another copy of it and then you put them in safe places and by safe places not a safety fucking deposit box those have been shown to been the government can just break into those so forget that somewhere safe in your house obviously have a gun if you can um, and then from there, I'm just, I don't give too many hints from there just because everyone's very different some people might be like this, their bedroom might be the safest place in their house and other people like the laundry room is yeah or it's just wherever i, it is. I have um <clears throat> well just uh for regular it security i have you can back up on the cloud which obviously you can't do here i'm talking like yeah. files but i uh have my passcode list yeah. i only have half of it mm. the other half is with a friend of mine interesting yep so if whatever reason you know uh that gets discovered they only got half of it and right. they, they'd have to go find out who my buddy is that has the other half so right. you can do things like that too yeah there's also encrypted ways to do it too as well where like you actually can give an attorney now don't don't quote me on this too much but like i've heard people do this where they, they have a sort of an encryption website and they give the the encrypted passcodes to this person but then you need a master like type password so it's like you need like if I remember correctly, it's sort of like two. So basically, like uh, you, you would tell your daughter, it's like, it's my middle name mm. plus like these numbers. Oh, okay. And then they type into the password. Then the lawyer would come in and then also give them the. He would have the other half of the key. Yeah, it's like the two keys uh, launching a nuclear missile. Correct. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then the reason the daughter exists there is so the lawyer doesn't just fucking run off with the fucking money. Right. Yeah. Mm. And then from there, that then also on top of that, some other shit. Right. But that's 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 probably more like where we're heading. I would imagine, honestly, that you're going to have that sort of system and stuff. And then you, uh, there's multi-sig as well, and that, that's that's where the version of that comes from, which is a um, basically uh, you would I would have like I'd break the key up and then basically okay I need Cappy, my mom, and myself, or like Cappy and my mom both together to both like right. a two-thirds sort of thing in order to like override the wall just in case someone dies basically. Mm -hmm. And this is something like even Vitalik from Ethereum did. Um, him, I think his mom, him and his mom have the, the key. So anytime he wants to move his money, he has to call his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, th this has actually spurred along an entire chain called Metis a little bit. Cause like, um, not that the, not that Vitalik's mom has anything to do with it. She just like commented once that she really likes it. And because like Vitalik's mom is like, but yo, Vitalik's mom's got half of the fucking money of half of the money in Fort Knox the chain just started popping off and stuff like that. just off of just i mean that's how powerful it is just because they think like if the mom's looking at it but talik might look at it right 
And then you know, hey, I mean, it's it's sort. Of, I mean, it's just you know, it's just whispers and stuff. It's just like how people speculate, it's like, like, oh my God, is Elon Musk, which is the next crypto, he's going to like endorse, you know? And then money go up, though. Yeah. Hope that answers your question, man. Thank you so much, man. Chris with is Chris is not here with the two dollar super chat. The collab, no one expected, but is needed. Hey, I'm yeah. glad to be here. That, glad to be here, man. Uh, Jay Jay the Barbarian with a ten dollar super chat. What's up, DCC? Do you think ILV will lead GameFi this year? And what is your thought on the best time to invest in real estate? Hmm. Okay, I'll answer the first half, and I would love to hear your answer on the real estate okay. side. So will ILV lead GameFi this year? I believe so. Um, inter uh, it's really a toss-up between ILV or Gala, really, in terms of percentage gains. But I think ILV will catch way more news than I think... Gala will, but maybe Gala might slightly get more percentage returns. We just have to see if they actually implement their L1. But with Gala, right? I mean, with uh, I'm sorry, with Alluvium, they're going to launch the full version of their game finally this year. When that happens, it's going to be a big thing and everything like that. Then the actual revenue share is going to start happening, sort of like how GMX and these other cryptocurrencies looks rare or um, famous and stuff or fiat. It's kind of have these kind of payback mechanisms for users. It's kind of this trend that I kind of figured out what was kind of going on. Um, we were going to see a lot of this in 2021 and it's now coming to fruition in 2023. So I do think it's going to be one of the ones leading it from there. Um, if I had to guesstimate what's going to happen, I'd probably say it's going to lead at first and then a meta or something like that is probably going to start really putting more money. I mean, they're, they've lost, can you believe this? Meta, Facebook, yeah. has lost $14 million. This isn't just stock price. I'm talking about $14 million invested into the metaverse. Wait, $14 million or $14 billion? Billion, sorry. Right. $14 billion into the metaverse, and it's cost them, like, I don't know how much to the bottom line. Like, like the meta stock is down, like, tremendously down. Like market cap. Yeah, market yeah. cap-wise no. and stuff. So a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people are kind of, like, are not very happy with, like, they're, they're kind of looking at Mark, like, what are you doing? You're making this malinvestment stuff. But I... I see where he's going. He's not wrong, but it may be it may have been a tad early. Yeah. But he's not wrong. Like he, there's something really interesting that just happened the other day. Apple is going to release their essentially their version of Meta of their of their um, Oculus Rift kind of glasses. Okay. And uh, they're going to come out for like three thousand dollars. They kind of they kind of be, they almost look exactly like the, the the goggles you have for Ready Player One. Right. If you've seen that movie. No. 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 I would I would really recommend Gabby you watch Ready Player One. I mean the sappy love story. Ugh. But like. If you look at the technology or what they're doing, or this guy won a tournament or won some secret clue and he a bunch of money, and then like he, he in the game, he's like he orders himself something in the game, and then it gets delivered to his house. Like the, all that shit's happening. Right. It's going to happen, right? And so I tell a lot of my students go watch Ready Player One because that's very much likely how it's the future's going to be, except not as bleak as that. I mean, they're in fucking Ohio. Oof. <laughs> They're like, they're, you know the reason why they're in Ohio in the movie is because Ohio is where the ga the game company was founded, yeah. And because the game county is there, it's got the highest speed internet in the world. So oh, like, gives you a slight edge over slight everyone edge. else. Yeah, wow. exactly. So yeah. everyone moved to Ohio in order to like be the to be able to be competitive. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, but how? I'm I'm just kind of curious. Like, how far away is it? Isn't you pretty much order everything on the internet? It's just a mouse and a click. Now, yeah. what you and I have an Oculus Quest. Yeah, five years away. Yeah, I'm, we're I'm, like five five years away for like it's kind of like everyone's kind of playing with it a little bit. I mean, if you if you actually go out to like um, the strip and stuff out here in Vegas, mm -hmm. you're starting to get these store. There's this game called Sandbox. All right. Yeah, it's basically like a like a Minecraft. Basically, it's like a Roblox Minecraft, and. They're, I mean, that company's expanding where they're opening stores for people to get into pods just to sit down and put the thing on and just start playing the game. It's kind of like, hey, come come play the game and stuff. Here, play it, put them for free. Sure. And they're like, wow, this is so cool. 
And I think that's going to be another coin. So it's going to be like Sandbox, Sand, the token's called Sand, Alluvium, Gala are going to be probably one of some of the three best performing tokens for this entire cycle. Now there's going to be like, oh, there's always like this super small one almost no one knows about that just like, just straight moonshots, you know, mm -hmm. it's sort of like a Shiba Inu or something like that where like, if, if you, you want to know something crazy? When Shiba Inu came out, if you invested $4,000 into it, it, at the peak there, you'd have, I don't know, 1.4 billion Billion. 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 Wow. That's how much percentage gain. Like it is the so the top two best performing cryptos of the of the last cycle, the last mm -hmm. four year cycle, was Hex in second, Shiba Inu in first. So and she and Hex is like um I say more people had more of a chance to actually get rich on Hex than actually uh, Shiba Inu did because the sh the people who were able to buy at that price was like almost nobody. Oh, it was a very short window opportunity. Very, very. Okay. And then almost no so there's actually a really famous story. There's a wallet of some guy who bought four thousand dollars. That's where the whole thing comes from. Yeah. And hasn't moved. So basically, the guy probably bought it and just, just doesn't doesn't know doesn't it. know he's <laughs> a billionaire. <laughs> Oh. Only in crypto, you guys. Like that's that's what's up. But but here, here's the other part of the question. Like, what is your thought on the best time to invest in real estate? Well, it, <clears throat> there's no. If you uh, uh, the one thing a professor ever told me in school that was worth a damn was if I could answer that, or if you could answer that, you'd be a trillionaire. Mm. No one knows. That's a, and and any economist or anyone says otherwise, they're they're lying. They don't know. Um, so the the best time, and this is why uh, the, the advice I give generally on real estate. It's very specific to the individual mm. because of where you where you are in your life. Uh, like you may be in the market for property, whereas I may not. Right. You may be settling down, having a family. I may be uh, internet consultant yeah. guy. So I mean, it really depends on the individual. And then the next thing that actually has to do with the real estate market is well, what if you know you're going to live in a certain area for a certain amount of time? And okay, fine, it makes sense to buy. Well, what are rents like then? Right. And so you got to compare interest rates to Bu rents is essentially buying versus doing. renting, basically. Right, and it's the old buy versus yeah. rent, and depending on interest rates or how much you're bringing to a down payment on the house and and, and things like that, those would those which are very specific to the yeah. individual will ultimately make your decision. But generally speaking, to look or analyze real estate as it should be from a traditional fundamental perspective is. Can you rent it out for more than your mortgage right. and operating costs and total costs that come into running the property? Right. So if your mortgage plus operating expenses and taxes beep, 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 is three thousand a month, but you can get it at a price and rent it out for five thousand a month, well, okay, then that cash flow that's a good deal. Yeah. But otherwise, if it doesn't cash flow, that's a bad deal. So, yeah. but again, you gotta sleep somewhere. Yeah. And depending on your life, those are gonna be more more determining factors as to whether or not you should personally buy a property at that point in time. Yeah, it's it's more. I mean, that's true too. And there's also the one. The, the, there's so many positives. It's it's such a like it's such a like, you know, it, it you have to weigh your options out and like it, mm -hmm. it's it's so situational on a person. Like someone could say like one negative thing, especially if you become like this. Um, is the more you get into crypto or the more you get into like, I don't know. I guess affluence and stuff where you can, can travel, people actually then, um, uh, uh, most people, I mean, I mean like, like outside, if the internet didn't exist, I personally probably would have died within probably like 100 miles of where I was born. Probably. <laughs> if I'm being, if I'm being yeah. honest. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That's, like, yeah. I, I mean, I probably, I, I live most of my life 25 miles away from the hospital I was born. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, mm -hmm. like, I, and I probably would, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of truth. I mean, most people, Throughout all of history, I mean, very few of them actually traveled. Oh, the vast majority of human existence yeah. is, you know, we go back 100 years, and that, that was a fact. Yeah. You, you rarely made it 20 miles away. And here I am in the desert with this fox. 
I, <laughs> I wouldn't be here either if it wasn't for the internet. Right. Yeah. So it's like, the, so this is the sort of thing where like some people, like it, it, it's that whole thing where like you have the golden cage mm-hmm. where like, and like, then people eventually get to the position where they hustle really hard for a long time, get the house, and then eventually they get to this position where like now the house is tying them down to an area. And right. Like, Shit. I mm-hmm. can't travel. I have the house with the mortgage. We're going we're gonna, to Airbnb it. And, so, and most people who Airbnb their houses, it's a side hustle. Not even, it's not a job. It's, it's not a business, really. Like, there'll be, like, most people who Airbnb their house, it's Airbnb three months a year, mm. if that. Right. You know? And it just covers a couple mortgage payments. That's it, basically. Right. So I think, I mean, it. It always is lifestyle. If you have a family, it is kind of you do want to settle down somewhere. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. When, when kids come into the but I in general, I mean, if you're a young single person, boy, you really gonna want to live in that place. Yeah, I'd I'd strongly advise you to travel and go do as much traveling as you can before you buy a house. So, right. uh, but you know, and then it, and it may be in Croatia for all you know, but make Croatia. sure make sure you find out where you want to go. But yeah, housing unless is he talking real estate investment trust like. Uh, Securitized real estate. Well, I think he was just talking in general. Since he was asking the crypto question first, he probably was meaning like, um, once I'm making all this money from crypto, should I just dump my crypto money into real estate? Which, but I, I really do believe that crypto and real estate have a like it, the most risk versus a little bit a much safer controlled mm-hmm. risk. And it, there is this longing for people in the crypto space to kind of have like, I wish I, I, w- I wish I had some bedrock instead of being like, I'm consistently in this sort of like, I'm in sand. I mean, I mean, no, no pun intended, but like, I'm in quicksand a little bit where mm-hmm. I have to consistently be like moving and keep, you know, not playing hot potato, but kind of like I have to be. You got to keep your finger on the pulse, pulse. of it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, you gotta yeah. Keep, yeah, and th- this is why like I'm gonna add this to my disclaimer very soon and stuff like that at the end there um, as a second slide to and say this that, you know. It, what I said two months ago doesn't apply to today. What you said two weeks ago so, doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but but I mean, I mean, like a lot of a lot of this content ages like spoil. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of green there's a lot of green there's a lot of green advice in here, evergreen stuff. But um, a lot some of the crypto stuff, the prices or like the what happened or where we're at at that point in time, it's spoiled. It's gone. Mm-hmm. It's it's worthless. Now it is interesting to hear back. Like oh that was nice or like oh yeah that was a I was way more bearish than I should have been or like but. It spoils very quickly. It isn't like some other content. I think a lot of your content is very evergreen because it's it, yeah, it's yeah. it's boring. Um, it when it comes to retirement plans, ultimately what most of your financial investments are aimed towards, or yeah. or you're talking cost control, personal budgets. You you have a lot of known variables like what your salary is, the tax rates, what you get for a tax deduction on an IRA. It it's tremendously boring. That's why CPAs make a lot of money. Right. Um, but something as quick and volatile as crypto. Um, even if you're doing day trading or, or anything with a higher beta, say like uh, options trading or currency, depending on yeah. volatile currencies, yeah, you got you got to be way more active and participatory in, in, in managing your portfolio. But the stuff I do, yeah, a home that's Snoresville compared to cryptocurrency, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I personally am probably just going to like get into mo- some multifamily. Here and there and stuff mm. like that, but you probably want to do it in states where like you can kick people out. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Even, and even then, I would say I wouldn't even buy because I used to own rental property, yeah. and now if I want to invest in property outside of the home that I own that I yeah. live in, I would do real estate investment trust because yeah. you get your exposure to property. It's a, uh, oh, a th- th- those those aren't like REITs, are they? Oh, I'm sorry, what did I say? And, uh, real estate investment trust. Yeah, real estate investment. Yeah, REITs. Yeah, REITs. Yeah, REITs. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laugh
That's uh, uh, I would do REITs, real estate investment trust, just because you can buy as much or as little. Like you don't need a down payment. Right. There's no mortgage. You just buy as much as a percent of a share. Or per, Higher or dividend, I'm guessing. Well, it depends on the type of, of real estate investment trust it is, but it's diversified. Like you buy a house, your house is completely dependent upon that local economy and that, yeah. that local housing market. But a real estate investment trust could have some. Uh, commercial real estate, some yeah. farmland, some rental property, I, a mall. I, and, I, I just buy real estate wherever the strippers are buying. I just know I'm never going to go Well, back. that is not <laughs> a bad idea. That's, uh, that's Market a, research, you guys. There's a re Look, you, we, can, we can write off these trips to the club sometimes. <laughs> and, you can, and, As market, market sometimes research. Sometimes you can. Market sometimes research. Sometimes you can. Yeah. No, you know, all, all, jo all jokes aside, um, oh, who was it? There's this famous story of this. Was it Ocho Cinco? Maybe it was Ocho Cinco. Uh, it was some football player who uh, I forgot who it was. Basically, this football player who became a captain or became a, the um, head coach of a team and stuff in the end of the NFL, mm. and then he basically got this fucking whore, to, uh, this this whore bag and stuff who like who um, was a stripper and did all this other stuff to uh, basically um, tell him uh, where the real estate market no, no, was. No, no, tell guys how they're going to get finessed and fleeced. So he sat down all the rookies from the college team and the um, NFL, basically anyone who was going to the NFL to already on the team. Yeah. Sat them all down. Okay, this is how they finesse you. And just laid it out. Like, and the guy, every, the, he was like, every, I mean, like, <laughs> like, wow, it's bright in here. <laughs> but basically, um, the, you know, their eyes widened and they were like, what? Because a lot of them realized that they were getting, they were, they were in the, they were already in the middle of it. They were in the middle of it. And we're like, uh-oh. Yeah, and you know, it's it's. I mean, there's a fine line between she loves you or she's playing. She's pretending she loves you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you hear Brittany Renner. There we go. Deion Sanders. There we go. Thank you, sirs. You see my chats. My chats out here, man. I watch very little sports unless it's combat. I do, yeah, I don't care about. I did see there was a guy who was a football player, and he was making well a video of him in there was making the rounds on TikTok. Where he talked about how he bought fake jewelry at Claire's. Ocho Cinco, baby. Is that, is yeah, yeah. that, is that him? Ocho, yes, sir. Dude, and like he saved eighty three percent of his money, mm -hmm. and he he flew Spirit Airlines, and I'm and it's like, well, yeah. What, yeah. Who is that guy? He should be doing something on for the NFL, and yeah. he should be in charge of their their retirement plan. Is what he should be. Yeah, I mean, he basically he figured out that basically once you make a name for yourself, your mm -hmm. fame, like everyone will think everything's real. Like I. I could wear I wear fake jewelry and and if everyone knows like oh Miguel's worth hundreds of millions oh, yeah, of dollars and stuff it, it must yeah, be it yeah. must be yeah, yeah. I, I could be riding around in a fucking Honda with a fucking with a uh, a shell of a Bugatti and people are like damn look you saw his Bugatti <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's just all perception yeah it's all perception and stuff like that so and now personally I fucking hate spirit. I would never ride Spirit Man, with all my life. Why am I the only one that likes Spirit? No, no, no. I love Spirit. Absolutely. Haram. Haram. Tell me why erroneously you think Spirit is bad. What is wrong with Spirit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. What's this? Oh, it's, it's a little... Let me explain to you why you go spirit. Ahead. Go ahead. Explain to me why spirit is bad. Then nickel and dime you for everything. Why are you? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Right. <laughs> then nickel and dime you for everything. All right. Now I don't. I don't mind the nickel and diming too much. It's here's what really annoys me. It's just I my my 
all right, there's just pet peeve of mine. My back fucking hurts a lot yeah. and stuff. I got, back, I got a lower back injury, and those seats are super uncomfortable. I'm a big guy, and it just fucking sucks to ride that thing. I don't mind. Like, I get it. Running a one-hour play, one to two hours minimum, that's fine. But, okay. But a four-plus-hour plane ride, I just can't do it. I'm like, I'm dying. Where are you fly? I, I agree with you, but uh, would there be another airline? I mean, those seats, regardless of the airplanes, are kind of crammed together. Where are you flying for four hours? You going to Miami? My, well, but usually you, red eye. I mean, I've had to take some red eyes before. So, and then okay. the spirits had them and stuff. I don't like. I I try, but I usually try fly, fly American or uh, maybe a Delta or something like that. All right, but yeah, it's just just I've had really bad experiences with, and as well as like I've had some bad experiences with the um, with the crew and stuff, as well as I've had some luggage like completely like all right like rugged. Let, you're younger than me. I'm gonna okay. give you give you old man advice. All right, give you some old, old man, man advice. advice. All right, here's some old. All man right, Cappy, here we go. How long are you when you go somewhere on a plane? How long are you usually gone for? Like on the trip, you mean? Yeah, on the trip. Like you go to, let's say you go to uh, Miami, or let's say you go to New York it, or anywhere. How it, long are you gone for? About? I'm. If it's more vacationy, it's going to be maybe three days. If it's more, but if it's like a business trip, it might be a week. Okay, still, you're still under the limit. How much stuff do you need to pack for five days? You're a guy. What? Now watch. Let me tell. Let me okay. All wait, right. no, no. I was like, I'm doing, taking two suitcases here. No, no, no. No, what I'm saying is that they, they like my suitcase was gone. Right. You should be able to get on Spirit Airlines without a suitcase. You throw everything. This is how I travel Spirit. This is why I love Spirit. I got a backpack. I wear my shoes. Now, if it's something fancy, I'll put on my suit, wear my suit on the okay. plane. That way it doesn't get wrinkled, okay? <laughs> then I put socks and underwear and a couple undershirts in there, <clears throat> and I jam my, my hiking shoes, my walking shoes, with the socks and the underwear in there. Laptop, electronics, deodorant, toothbrush, bam. You, you don't have to check. I'm talking luggage. to my dad right now. I'm talking to well, my dad you're, you're, right now. I am talking to my fucking uncle did he, right now. Did he say the same thing? <laughs> no, no, no. no well, not, th not to that level and stuff. But, yeah, like, usually you want to pack some stuff. It's just you don't expect when you're traveling, you're just, your shit's gone. You're like, wow. And then you're just waiting. Right. You have to come back, like, you know, like, whatever, like, five hours later to go pick it up or whatever. Right. I'm not saying, okay, if I had to fly with luggage and children or yeah. any other complicating factors, absolutely. I probably would not fly Spirit Airlines. But since, as a, as a single person... Without kids, yeah. Unless you like, oh, I got to be there for a month, and I'm doing some no, consulting. No, so, so, and so, so usually this is what it is, right? So, like, all right. So the last time, right? Let me. Uh, sorry, my. So basically, like, I would take a red eye to Miami, then from there go to Puerto Rico, okay. Then from there fly back to Orlando to then get another flight to go to uh, basically um, Jersey to go to uh, New York. That was my last time I flew. So basically, the reason I had so much stuff with me is because I basically flew to like four states, basically. And so it was, it was more that it was, it was one week in Miami, and then yeah. from there we had to go to Puerto Rico for, for like a little bit, and then from there I went to uh, um, Orlando. Oh, that, or that's or... where I went. I, Atlantic. I went to Atlanta. I went. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean I'm not, not Atlantic City, but the um, where do you can gamble? Where, where's it on the East Coast? Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Yes, I went New, to Atlantic New City. Jersey. Yeah. yeah, New Jersey, and we did this whole hex fight and stuff. So we promote. We were doing like a whole boxing promoting thing, and then we went to New York, and then I saw how like uh, how down bad New York was, and then, then like vowed never to well, come okay, back. Okay, but. That only argues that you should be carrying luggage with you. If you're going to the airport that much, yeah. and you can wash your, your clothes either at a laundromat. I, I'm not, it's not beneath me. Dude, I wash my stuff in the sink of the hotel. Right? You get your shirt. You get your socks. Like dirty, Not Dirty Ryan Scoundrels. What's the other one? Um, uh, I can't remember. John Candy. Planes, trains, automobiles. Like oh, There's okay, ways okay. you can do it that you don't have to carry all this. And I'll tell you this. If you can travel without luggage, you just got your backpack, yeah. it is amazing. 
I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but just, I just try yeah. my way once. Wait, I, guys, I have, a, I have, a, I have a Spirit Airlines story, and I am on the side with I fucking hate Spirit. There we go. He's so let me tell you, preach, people, let me, preach. And you know what? On the day that I, I, I realized I hated them, I had one backpack, a carry on, really? enough to fit under my seat. You know, okay. you know what happened? Okay. So I was sitting there, I uh, have my backpack in, and they're very like I, I don't want to say the N word, you know, Nazi. Uh, but like <laughs> they have their they have their little containers so like if it can fit in this it, it's, it's free if it fits in this you got to pay like four hundred dollars first of all if you're gonna if in order for it to be slightly wider you need to pay an additional two hundred dollars to have something that can go in the over, overhead compartment right yeah. anyways so I have my backpack everything shoved in there three days of clothes laptop everything I'm I liking need. this so far right but then there's this poor guy with two bags like his his wife uh, has a bag he has a bag his bag is slightly too big. And her bag is a little deflated. They're like, oh, we came here in spirit. We had spirit. It fit in the thing. And they're like, sorry, sir, you can't go in. So they stop everyone. We are delayed 30 minutes because they wouldn't let anyone else on the plane because this guy had to transfer a bunch of clothes between his wife's bag and wow. his bag. And then, like, at that point, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, is my bag too big? I try to put it in the thing. I'm like, oh, my God. It doesn't fit in the smallest container. Like, I'm going to be this, this guy 2.0. So I had to pay an additional $100. Just because I was last minute, you know, overhead. Do you know what I put? I put it right under the seat. Fit perfectly. But yeah, yeah I saw to pay on other $100. Southwest doesn't do that. Okay. What the heck? All right. And then, no? okay, and a lot of these flights, too, that trick you with, like, oh, like, you only pay for what you use or whatever. Then a lot of times they trick you with the ticket price. Like, now, if you don't know what you're doing, this, like, me, I was, like, first time traveling. and so There's all these hustling and stuff. Like, wow, it's so much cheaper. And then when you actually, like, put in lug, whatever luggage you're going to end up having or you're going to go, like, a long, like, maybe I was sometimes going to California for, like, mm. you know, extended period of time. And then it just, it was like, fuck, it's fucking $100 more expensive than just, I should have just booked fucking uh, United or sure, fucking Delta or something Delta like that. Like, so, fuck spirit. Okay. I've I, never had a problem. I've, I mean, for flying for, gosh, 15 years now. Cappy, okay, no, no, okay, no, I, okay, no, you know, fuck it, like, hit the pepe, hit the pepe for one second, right? Cappy, I, may I may I say one thing? Please, please. I find it odd. It, it it's like I'm having a harder time defending Spirit Airlines than I would pedophiles right about now. <laughs> I like all you guys. Just so you know, you, every one of my friends thinks I'm crazy for flying Spirit Airlines to make fun of me, and I I'm just fascinated with how they can get me this. You know, for 38 bucks, they can get me across the planet. But I so well, just well, so well, you know, well, you're not you're not alone yeah. in this. Everyone yeah. else agrees with, uh, disagrees with me. Yeah. Now. I think it's basically like you are. You are a very interesting person in the red pill. You really are, Cappy. Uh -huh. Like I really, I mean, because you were the first person that I ever saw in the red pill. I mean, I guess before I really got branded as a red pill, you, yeah, yeah. You, you were on YouTube and stuff and being a min minimalist. And I think that's like what makes you so special and very different in the red pill is that you. I mean, your niche and stuff in the red pill, other than just being like a fucking triple OG in the space, is that you really subscribe to that minimalism. Mm -hmm. And most people in the red pill. Do not, or like more like more. There's a lot of people in the red pill that come to the red pill because of their of their starving, or like they come to the red pill thirsting for pussy. 
thirsty. Yeah, it's, mine's, like, mine's more like, of an economic it, origin. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. So most people come to the red pill and uh, the red pill finance or any of the stuff because lack of, mm-hmm. like they, they're they're minimalist because they don't have. Right. And then most of them don't want to be that. They want to have and do stuff. Right. So that's why you're very, you're very interesting to hear that side and stuff. And I think it's very important. That's why I like listening to your stuff is because it like, it's to keep yourself grounded because there is this whole thing. When you finally do start getting a lot of money, you start doing really stupid things. Sometimes. But yeah. Very. Yeah. I mean, Some people I, I mean, I've heard that story of you said with fresh and <laughs> or we're like, you know, like, you know, you're not gonna spend thirty thousand dollars on a pair of shoes. Bro. Oh yeah, yeah, like that, that, yeah, that thing, yeah. yeah. And there's no disrespect to fresh or anything like that, but it's just what ends up happening when you get this kind. Of, like, I, I just would. I mean, like, especially during bull markets, like last bull market, like I would just find some random little like shit coin stuff, like like one percent chance it would actually work. Mm. Eh, I'll throw I'll throw seventy thousand into it. Yeah, eh, so let's, let's why not? You know, not even like. Thinking not, about not even it, thinking yeah. instead of like basically like if i was really thinking about something i was like all right i'm about three hundred thousand. okay let me really think about this one right. or like but you start getting to the the fervor and because your money's multiplying so quickly in the space it's sort of like you're just becoming a rock star and your money's going bananas right and you're you got the number one album same it's like with fresh and fit too it's like you know you're exploding they're the big ones in the space you know it takes a while to get acclimated to what you're doing and you can make some very bad financial decisions right yeah yeah so it's just like with anything right it's like the guy it's just like anytime you get it that quick that fast you can make the, you can make very dumb decisions, just like a guy who's never had pussy in his life, and a girl gives him pussy. He, he's like, "What's? Oh, yeah. I want to marry this girl. <laughs> I, I, I want to double. Look, 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 look. I, wanna, loves, I, don't, man. I, I don't want her to see my one bedroom apartment, man. I'm gonna have to buy I, a five, a five, a five right. bedroom house. Right. You At thirteen percent. Yeah, thirteen percent. Yeah. Hey, fuck it. Hey, whatever, man. I'll make it a fucking balloon, dude. I'll make an arm. Why not, man? Like, this fixed mortgage shit. I don't know, man. But. <laughs> PMI, what's that? Who cares? So, so you do agree with me on Spirit Airlines, is what you're saying? No, oh, absolutely. What not. was the Spirit Airlines? No, no, here's, oh, the, yeah. here's this whole Spirit. Like, the, what I agree with you is like, yeah, sure, if you can get that deal and it's a short flight, I actually don't mind. Like, sure, but typically when I go somewhere, it's it's usually it's a step one of many things. Oh, so it's a leg. Of it's, the it's journey. A, yeah, it's uh-huh. a leg of the yeah. It's because it's like since I'm on the East Coast. I do. Miguel does the East Coast tour, yeah. basically like that. So I, you know, I hit Atlanta. Then we, we we go to um, we go to Miami, and then I mean, we usually like I have to go to Puerto Rico uh, because of you know the, we have a company down there and stuff like mm-hmm. for the crypto stuff and everything like that. So there's usually that there, and then usually like uh, the significant other or somebody's like, let's just do something over here. I'm like, all right, fine, let's do it. So it always becomes it, it's it's like since we're there, we might as well do more stuff, and that's usually yeah. what happens basically. No. Now I will. Uh, Here's the one advantage of being short. Yeah, I could do Spirit Airlines. Yeah, give me, give me any airline. That's yeah. Fine. And I wasn't yeah. talking about height either. Yeah, either. no. His Ocho Cinco's tall as fuck, dude. He's woo. He's, yeah, well, he's I bet now he might he might have dropped the extra eleven bucks to sit on an aisle seat. No, that's what he, he said. He, he said he would get the um, the exit row. Yeah. And then be right and be on the window. I think on the window or, or the okay. exit. Or the yeah. Exit. So just a little more leg room there. But right. yeah. Right. It's just for every, whatever everyone wants and stuff like that, you know. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just personally don't like it. I just don't like I just like to know like how much is this? That's it. Boom. Okay, thank you. Right. No, I get it. That's I get it. it. Yeah. I I maybe maybe Spirit Airlines hates me, but I like them. Yeah. Because they're like we can't make any money on this guy. <laughs> like I'm wondering, do I cost them? Like, are they banking on me spending? You know, mismeasuring my uh, yes, my backpack. A thousand percent, dude. They're okay. they're like you're you're just so you're just like you're, you are so like. You know exactly which. I mean, you're at a certain age. You've been around a long time. You've done this minimalism thing. You you know what to pack. You're, you're out here fucking hiking and doing all this other stuff. Yeah. You're very. I mean, dude, you're in you're in better shape than fucking like ninety five percent of Americans. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. About I mean, yeah. Legit. Yeah. yeah. And like, what was the thing? I mean, we were on the stream the other day with uh, with Red Bull Thor, and you were saying like, I could easily beat this twenty five pound. Like, what was it? I, could, I what is it? A twenty five pound backpack of gear. Oh yeah, and, yeah. for the trials for the uh, for search and rescue. Yeah. 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 You were for fun hiking on their fucking test track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, you know, you're, you know. Well, I don't yeah. know why people don't like going outside. But when you were a kid, right, yeah. they forced you to go to this prison called school, right? Yes. Okay. Did you want to be in or did you want to be out? Out. You want to be out? Yeah. What happens? Why do we all want to be in now? Like, I still want to be out. Yeah. And now we got all the cool, like, you were excited to get a bike. I remember my first yeah. bike. Oh, my God. Was that huge? And now I got cars. I, I'm an adult. I could go yeah. anywhere, and people are like, no, oh, I'm going to go watch the Game of Thrones show. The dragon might show up this time. I'm like, why? So I don't understand why people won't want to be outside. But, I, again, I'm in the minority on this I, one because I, people don't go outside. I think it was uh, slow. I, I think they use women for this. So I, re, I would, now this is anecdotal. So, mm -hmm. But I remember when um, in middle school is really when like I saw cell phones for the first time when I was in middle school. Yeah. So this is like early 2000s. And... Um, Basically, the first the first people to really have cell phones was girls, and then guy like at least in my school. All right, I'm not saying it's everywhere, but basically, uh, the guy who was able to get a cell phone to text girls instantly got the numbers and stuff because like they were all. And th oh. this is what pussies. What I'm telling yeah. you, I'm yeah. telling you, because the girls got onboarded into it. All the guys followed after them, and then they added the whole Facebook thing. So basically, like if you were early on Facebook, you had a lot of followers, which helped you get. Maybe coochie, and the same thing on Snapchat or I remember when Instagram started. I think I started on Instagram when it first started, and I got like three thousand followers. I think they still call them followers back then. Followers mm -hmm. like that. I w and I was like, I barely had one picture. Just everyone was following, so it was just like so much easier to do stuff. Right. So basically, there was this whole incentive to like jump in because that would put you ahead of everyone else, and then and then you know some people saw where it was kind of going. Then you like basically all the cool stuff of our generations has just basically been stuff on apps and phones. So like we've led into it now. You, when when a baby's born today, by three years old, they're on a not even three by two years old, they have a baby tablet. There's baby tablets at, at Target. If you go look, there's, yeah. there's entire tablets that have this whole foam around it, so the babies can play. It's basically the brand new. Kind yeah, of they like, can't eat it or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a new abacus <clears throat> for babies or whatever. <laughs> so you're, what you're saying is. Starting at that age, yeah. middle school for you, but it just sucked everybody, redirected them to yes. online uh -huh. and not outside. So as whereas in my olden days, we would go meet at the sock hop, Correct. you had to leave the house. Uh, now it's just like, oh no, I got the app, it's Instagram, which obviously it is, it is today. Yeah. And so people don't go outside no more. Basically, wow. because, and, and to say the truth, it's sort of like this whole thing where like, like, you know, this whole thing where like you used to go to college because... Basically, college did work because almost no one had a college degree because right. it, was, it, was it was basically an intelligence test, basically. Right, it yeah. was, yeah. So if you had a college degree, even in something stupid or something or just semi-not related to the field, it's so like, oh, this guy finished college, so he's probably pretty smart. Let's give him the job, mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, I remember, like, it was in ninth grade, some teacher told me, like, if I get a, if I get a fucking um, a bachelor's degree in English and shows, like, you would make 80,000 <laughs> Bro, I swear to you, bro. I swear to you. Shout out Monterey, Monterey High School. Hi, shout out. Uh, but um, I've heard, I heard some really stupid things, but that, that's they they literally would tell us this in school, and it was like this bull, like and they, even my high school was kind of bullshit anyway. Like my high school was basically um, it had been predominantly a white school, right. and then what happened was there basically was not enough white kids to keep the school open, the schools were the closed, so they said, okay, uh, we'll accept this half of the town next over. They expanded the the border, yeah. okay, and then you know the Hispanics and the African Americans went in, and a couple Asians, and then. Um, the school was like like 
not dealing with having dif different ethnicities there. Oh. Very, <laughs> There's a little strife in the whole. I mean, it was very weird. It was the weirdest <laughs> dating situation ever. Like basically, no one would talk to anyone of any race for about a year and a half. It was so weird, dude. Like I literally, it was almost like I like I grew up like in my high school time. Like it was like the 1950s or something. Like when they forced like like you know desegregation in the schools and stuff. They actually forced everyone to yeah, go to school. That's yeah. how it felt for a while. And then eventually, everyone just got used to each other, and it just became normal. Yeah, I was about to, yeah I'm surprised it even took a year and a half. It took a while because you had this whole thing where, like, I mean, I remember like we would have to like everyone would have to sit with their own groups and stuff, and then, like there was always like almost this tension of fights going on during lunch. Yeah. It was really weird. It was a huh. very strange time. I like. It, I mean, I'm. I'm very happy. I, not happy, but it's just very interesting to have that memory of that. But yeah. it's very weird. Like, like I and then I talked. Then I started talking to a lot of other people my age and stuff from different high schools and stuff, or like um, in consultations and in the real world. And everyone's like, "Who the fuck did you grow up?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then it was even crazier because there was another school. I think it was um, the Carmel. So there was like, okay, so Seaside's basically where all like the more working class poor lived, and then Monterey, where it was like more like business owning kind of people maybe like you know old white you know old with the white money there and then the rich whites were in like carmel so there's like there's this kind of this tier like deeper okay. into the mountains into big sur kind of like okay. that like the, it, just right, so it yeah. makes sense right and then and those kids like they were all just drug addicts like the kids was, out of carmel the, yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Pill, big pill heads big coke heads and stuff you ever been to cannon beach oregon no i haven't okay so um uh, don't there's the uh, <clears throat> Portland's famous because of, of Portland, but Ocean uh, Cannon Beach, Oregon. Sorry, Cannon Beach. It's like the rich kids. Yeah, and it's kind of like the uh, the South Park episode. So what do you guys do? Drugs? Why? Because we're bored. So so you do drugs to do you know to get not be bored? Yeah. Well, what else do you do? Drugs. drugs? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah. That that's kind of yeah yeah. Fun. It's kind of funny, man. Well, anyway, uh, so basically, that's the whole uh, Spirit Airlines rants. I'm glad. I'm glad we solved that. Yeah, because. but that's that's uh, just just one last thing. I mean, just um, I do appreciate what you do in the Red Pill space because I think it's really uh, unique, and I think a lot of people need it. But I also find that it's like um, I feel like it's not as popular because like it's like the most popular channels push access or push push access. Dude, I'm sorry. but yeah, but yeah. but you're biologically programmed to want to get pussy. Yes, I mean that. That's the you know that's why they, they back in my day mm -hmm. which you missed out on we used to have thin attractive women in bikinis advertising <laughs> the cigarettes it was great so yeah hey, smoke that I'm gonna get that bikini model over there right um, yeah that's that's a given that's I don't even begrudge that but there's still a market I mean inevitably I mean yeah. a lot of guys want to get their finances again people don't like being poor yeah so yeah no it's it's a it's a nice little corner of the intersphere I got here so I'm I'm not I wonder if it's more yeah it's I mean you got a you got a perma niche though that's for sure. I think mm -hmm. like, but it, it's it's really interesting sort of thing. I mean, that's why I'm just trying to make sure you to add a little crypto in there to your stuff because I oh, think I own crypto. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I'm man. very pro crypto. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna answer a couple of questions right here just because we had a couple of chats and stuff. But um, just to answer, it's because like I remember when we were talking about the video game stuff, the alluvium and the gala stuff yeah. like earlier. So there's this guy that asked. Uh, let me. Where is he? Um, let me find this one. Okay, Web3 Me, which said, ILV is a game where Gala is a platform. Sort of. All right, so I do agree with you with the, with the whole thing with Gala, but Alluvium is more like a, you're investing into a game studio token versus just a game. So 
basically the re this what this is kind of the format I've been talking about for a while now that you're starting to get these sort of uh, tokens are coming out where like you're like something like oath token right that's you're more or less investing into a into a um, company of developers versus just a single product so whatever whatever portfolio they end up creating over the next 20 years you essentially own a portion of it and the revenue they generate okay it's, a, it's basically a round away it's a company basically right. it's really what it is but we're like we're using all these fancy things because of you know just you know you know laws basically right now alluvium's the same thing that's the alluvium studio which they're only they're only planning to create five games attached to the what what the whole let's just say uh, alluvium's kind of it's basically a pokemon ripoff it looks, right. it's pokemon but you get to own all of it pokeballs you know every you know it's like everything everything is can be owned basically they're they're only planning to do five games from there, they're going to make other ecosystem in games. So you will still own and control the revenue from this. They're still going to upgrade this this side. But then they're, you know, over the next five to ten years, they're going to grow more things along the side. So soon enough, it'll be sort of like um, like how Disney has a I mean, maybe that's not the best example, but Disney owns a cattle. They own Marvel. They own ESPN. They own. That's mm -hmm. kind of what they're going to be heading towards. Gala is the same thing in a way as well, where they're heading towards. They're, they're going to be mostly focusing in gaming, so is Alluvium, but they're going to be trying their hand in different genres of stuff, and that's they're both kind of the same thing. Now, Allu the, now just to go back to a newer comment, right? I had somebody ask this in here. Um, let me see. Your Pistola, how does Alluvium get more attention than Gala? Not to mention the Rock and Mark Wahlberg films and music side. Uh, ILV is going to get more attention. Hmm, not. They're both going to do fucking fantastically well. Okay, this is why. Okay. Alluvium, the Alluvium, the token itself came out before or at least was much more well-known before Gala was. So it basically came out in April or May of 2021. It came out for about $25. And by the end of 2021, it was worth $1,800. Right? Quite, I mean... I don't know. My math is not that great. Let me uh, let me do some math. It's a, it's a high rate of return. Yeah, high rate of return. <clears throat> and this is a token. This is or, a token. Uh, so it, it did seventy two times on your capital. So every one dollar made you seventy two dollars, right? If you sold the peak to peak, which you're not, right? But as just as an example there, right? So Gala. So okay. So the reason it gets a lot of it's been around a lot longer it's had more time to build a community there's a lot more youtubers of it that have been around a little bit longer then on top of that the people who are backing alluvium are ethereum royalty so the the people who made alluvium are the warwicks which are kane warwick who created synthetics so if you could share my screen for one second SNX, trust me, that's just not some that's not some uh, kinky shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is Synthetics Network Token SNX. Uh, one, I would say uh, one of the older tokens. I would say, it might even be one. I think it might be one of the older tokens of, of the whole DeFi Summer V1 narrative for the last cycle, which were tokens that did extremely well in 2020. Okay. Now, this token's at $2.80. Its market cap is almost $900 million. I mean, $900 million, almost a billion dollars. Basically, what happened with this token, they created yield farming, which, I, which is very, very important. So from Synthetics Network, because they created yield farming, a lot of the nerds who were playing around in this network decided to get together and create another token, which is called CR. B or uh, CRV, I think. Yep, Curve DAO token, which is why we have such deep pools of liquidity for for stable coins. 
This is also another $800 million project. At the peak there, this thing was worth billions. So with synthetics, billions and billions of dollars. And these are tokens that did very well. This is basically the, the reason why we have yield farming for stable coins, yield farming for shit coins. Then from there, the teams that are all still part and still friends and, 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 and made a lot. Of, so you got to think about the money they made. They, so all these people made a ton of money off of synthetics going from like pennies to $28. Then from here, this, the, this, thing, this, thing, this thing was more of just like this, this mechanism, this token is more of like you hold it, you stake it, and you earn it. It's sort of like a bond, basically. So imagine you bought this for 50 cents. It went to $5, but then it was kicking you back 42%. It pays a dividend. It pays a yeah, dividend. Okay, it pays right. about um, 38 to 42% a year. What really on yep. your original investment? On your, on your oh, at, at whatever, whatever, uh, in that and the token price. At, at oh, okay, all right, yeah. all right. But all still, right. if you if people who got in, so basically, you, I mean, right now, like if I throw a hundred thousand into Curve Dow, I'd probably kick back thirty-eight, forty thousand dollars a year minimum for the next three years. It'd probably pay me out like uh, thirty-eight thousand. So yeah, I mean, basically in those three years, I'd probably make like three, four times my money back. And then still have my and then my principal unlocks and I could sell it for whatever at price that is. So hopefully in that time it may be worth two to five dollars. Just money printers. Okay. Versus when something you know you never want to buy the top right where you're like you know you get fucked right. But that's what happens. So you got to imagine. So what Curve what Curve did is basically that they um, they created an incentive token for you to park USDC and Tether together, which are both stable coins. You get a little bit of yield, and then and what they do is basically optimize the. They basically take out the um, the arbitrage between the the stable coins in order for right. them to create deep liquidity pools, so you're able to move money across Ethereum, and then eventually this allowed a lot of money to move across into other L1s. So basically, this is what what causes the stability instead of ha because before Curve you had a lot of misplacement in the stablecoin prices, which kind of fucks up the charts on a lot of coins. So th this was really pivotal to actually have very more stable prices in crypto. It just provided more liquidity to Cur the market. Yes, exactly. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah that's what it is, right? Then we had words for these back in my days. Yeah. You just provided added liquidity and stability to the market. All right, now let me let, <laughs> now, now, back it, now now let me let me say this as my in my teacher in my teacher in my teacher outfit right here. Uh, uh, basically, uh, this is what I've been saying is that we're we're not I mean, we're not recreating the wheel. We're just we're just coming out with millennial ver ver modernizing version. it. Yeah, it's just modernizing yeah. it, and it's just it's the same shit. We haven't reinvented the wheel. We're just adding one or two extra things to it, and it's a but it's the same thing. Right. But the interesting thing about it is because it's in these simplistic words that even like a millennial can understand you start really understanding very complex sort of financial systems mm. because, because we're not like, this is the annoying thing is like we use a lot more simplistic words as millennials, but then, then once I, like some, when I, when I break down the, the Fed meeting, right, with Jerome Powell and I explain what he's actually saying, people are like, oh, why doesn't he just say that? Yeah, no, the, the amount of vocabulary that goes into different entities or yeah. industries or environments confuses people. When you just say, no, nah, he's just doing that. Oh, that's all. It's just, yeah, knowing the technology or right. the, the terminology. Right. So uh, Kieran, Kieran Warwick and stuff like that was uh, Kane Warwick created this. Then people from his team created Curve DAO, and um, or from his community, I should say. Then from there, the people in the Curve DAO token created things like uh, Convex, which are basically an extra incentive model on top of Curve, which is basically almost the exact same, not, not exactly the same thing, but more or less a, a different version of like something with Hedron's doing with like you have Hex and then you have a model on top of it to actually create more people to actually stake Hex out. And there's an incentive. So it's an additional incentive model on top of, mm. it's, it's sort of like, imagine like, uh, this is not what they do, but it's a good example. Imagine you have a CD market and then you create a thing on top of it to create a bond market. 
Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it did. So you have curve, and then you have uh, convex. No, I, I understand yeah. the function yeah. of it. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of explaining to the camera as well. Oh, like, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, but then, because of all these things that were created, and then the yield farming that happened from there. Um, obviously, they made a lot of money on Ethereum and stuff like that. Then from the, this fan, then his brother. Kieran Warwick ends up creating this gaming company called Alluvium and stuff like that. So imagine like the amount of connections and stuff that he had and stuff. So VC funding and stuff like that. Because, well, not to yeah. mention the the techno uh, technology, yeah. the their their labor, their yeah, the labor. their skilled labor. They know exactly. Yeah, yeah, you could start from scratch. So so share the screen real quick again. So one thing Kane Warwick sort of said is like, yeah, because this is the first time anybody was ever done. The to sometimes the tokenomics or the way we did it wasn't the best. So he said he was able to help his brother out make a, make the tokenomics or basically the um, the uh, fundamental the fundamentals of the token and how it works in the system to be a lot more efficient and a lot better than what he created for synthetics because um, they were just learning at the mm -hmm. time. And then what happens is a lot of times when you encode things, it's very hard to like change it up without the community just fucking freaking the right. Fuck right, out obviously. So yeah. yeah, so imagine you want you want to change the whole direction of a company, the board's gonna flip out basically right so he helped his brother along and because of that um there's a lot of ethereum very 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 wealthy people in ethereum that back alluvium myself included i like alluvium a lot now does that mean i'm not invested in gala of course i am now gala is a completely different thing so gala 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 gala, <laughs> gala games right which um originally came from zynga games Zynga Games was basically this Facebook messenger or, or Facebook uh, sort of like game dap thing company where they made Farmville and they made Mafia Wars. Um, basically, what's going on now is that basically Facebook's kind of cut them off a long time ago and stuff like that, and, and like they're not making as much money. So they've now some of the some of the founders of that company have pivoted over over to GameFi and basically said like let's jump into this whole metaverse um, crypto thing and let's try to make some money out of this. And because even even though they're they're pretty they're like they were a billion dollar company and stuff they're not like a multi they're not like worth twenty billion dollars you know mm -hmm. we're talking about if I if I look at the, uh, the stock price of Zynga I mean I I'd, I'd be surprised if they're above two billion dollars honestly but because you're a part of the stock market and they've been around a long time they have access to like B and C level players inside of regular gaming met, um, mobile gaming and the app store stuff that are attached to Silicon Valley. So because of that, they had they even though they're not a big player, they've been around long enough since early Facebook that they they can bring a, a C player in mobile gaming is like a A minus player in crypto. Okay. Because uh -huh. I mean we have a lot of people like we have a lot of just people don't know what they're doing, but like because the, the bar is so low, like like the bar is so low for crypto gaming that you could have a like a fucking C level like run of the mill bullshit game that for the Apple the Apple App Store. You launch it in crypto, add a token to it. One of the hottest things in the game because there's nothing. There's no competition right now. Like, there's almost, like, isn't it crazy after all these years? There's almost nothing. There's almost no mobile crypto game. Can you believe that? The only thing was like this game, this game called Axie, Axie Infinity, which was basically a Ponzi. <laughs> uh, you know, I love how Cappy's so open minded because like people are here. This well, like, I'm just, know. are you sharing share, your screen? You share the screen yeah. now? Yeah. Axie Infinity, right? Which is a $10 tokens. Basically, another Pokemon rip. The original Pokemon ripoff in the crypto space. But they went more for a um, sort of like a, um, a Pokemon gold and silver sort of graphics. Like a very simplistic sort of graphics like that. And um, the whole thing of the thing is like you would take these, um, they call them Gen Zeros. You would take the, um, the birthing parent, 
which can breed in limited times, only a, only a limited times per day. And you'd be able to like breed more of these things and sell them off and stuff like that. But once, once you, if you take two OG parents and they, they have a baby, their baby is considered a gen one. And though, and every child can only, can only breed so many times before they're like, you maxed out the breeding. So basically it, it kind of created this pyramid where only the only these really original ones could just infinitely breed without, and, and they could infinitely breed. So they become a very, uh, very um, pretty powerful revenue source, basically, because mm. you just keep breeding them over and over. And what happened from there is then um, there's that aspect. And then from there, they also created this other aspect where people would then play the game to win money and stuff like that. So what they did, what they ended up doing is hiring basically a quarter of the Philippines <laughs> to play the game, to play the game and oh, stuff like that. Wow. And so basically it would become something like this, like right, compared to me. So I would have money here from here from the West. So what I would do is I would you know, invest like a hundred thousand dollars into these um, into all these the top level like little uh, little Pokemon's, and then from there I would create something called um, scholarships, or what I like to call um, indentured servitude, or um, maybe um, I don't know what you call it a uh, sharecrop corporate sharecropping. Right. So basically, okay, I'll lend you I'll lend you my um, my my Pokemon. And you you give me half or sixty percent of the money, seventy percent of the money, but you have no upfront cost for yourself. You just play it and win the games, okay? Mm-hmm. And then that's how it would work. And basically, from there, I would hire myself. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I had hundred thousand dollars at the time of, with these axes. I don't know. I'd have like twenty five Filipinos working for me. <laughs> I don't mean <laughs> legitimately because it's, it's really. And this all stuff. legitimately contributes to both countries' GDP, yeah, GDP right? Yeah, it enriched us all. Be, 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 <laughs> because here's the sad thing: is like you literally. I would. I mean, shit. I'd rather play poke. I'd rather play a Pokemon ripoff all day than fucking be laboring in the in, mm-hmm. in, in, in no. the Philippines, man. Mm-hmm. But they would leg- legitimately be making a really high income for their area. Because they're still really well paid. Oh yeah, no, it's, they're handsomely compensated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of the, so. So instead of going from pay, uh, pay, uh, what's called play to like basically play to win or or play to earn, it's going to play to win. So you actually have to be good at the game to actually okay. make money. Where like they would just be doing these little quests to make these little money, and like, you, of course, if you're better at the game, you make more money. But it was kind of this whole thing where like just you just needed bodies moving these assets around and stuff. This is why I've invested into uh, into companies where they. Um, I've invested in companies where like you basically are investing into sort of like an Airbnb or an Uber mm. of assets because what happens is as as you spend more and more time in the uh, yeah, you um, as you spend more and more time in the in the metaverse or in these in these games you eventually um, what ev- what eventually happens is you you have too many assets you can't play them all mm. so basically now what we've we've cr- now there's sort of companies you call them guilds now but they're going to be into companies where I just lend out my assets and they just return me a dividend of money and the other people play them or rent them. So maybe I have the Lamborghini in the game and like I'm just not playing the Lamborghini at all. So here I'll just put my Lamborghini on here and then people rent my Lamborghini out because they want to be like, hey, the bro. Digital I'm... Turo. Exactly. Okay. So that's what that's what's going on right now. And um, so that's what I see coming up in the next run. So that's why I've also invested into that right there. So I'm very heavily like involved in the game fight. I noticed just a little bit. Oh, just a little yeah, bit. I, had a, a little I don't bit. know if everyone can actually notice this. <laughs> hey, listen, I got to get going because I promised a girl that I'd uh, have dinner. That's a her. good. Hey, that's a good reason. Yeah, I know. Is Kathy, thank, thank you so much for having me, Miguel. Do you need to put these back on for your? Yeah, house? I'll put them back yeah, on right now. Yeah. I want you blind when we go hiking. Yeah. and we are going to go hiking. Yes, we are, yes, we are. All right, sounds good. But thanks for having me on the show. And, no problem, Cappy. Thank you so much. Hit up Pepe, man. Shout out to Cappy. Woo! <laughs>
Chappies, ladies and gentlemen. And he's right. I do need these glasses on. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, Ben. So that's kind of what's going on. So I think just both. I mean, I, I just think it's a stupid idea to like, like th th just get both. Just stop being dumb. I think both will do really well. Obviously, if you like one more, just invest in that one a little heavier. But I think it's a good idea just to have both because I think we're it's, we're going to have some sort of we're going to have some sort of a game five summer. So there you go. Shout out to Cappy, man. That's beautiful, man. Hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell, man. And uh, don't forget to join the Citadel, you guys. Uh, we got some cool things planned up and stuff. And, I mean, we got some, we got some future fight clubs in there. So if you, if you don't know what a fight club is, join up and you'll find out. <laughs> but please g give me your questions right now. I'm, I'm here to answer your questions. And, um, yeah, man. And actually, let me actually mention something. Tomorrow at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are going to have a mega stream tomorrow. I'm going to have Big Mo from Fresh and Fit. I see Charlie from Cultivate Crypto. I'm going to have Rolla Tomasi and Cappy here. So we, in studio, we are going to have like a mega-sode tomorrow at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on my channel. This entire table panel is going to be filled with people in here, man. So sheesh, shout out to my boy uh, Big Mo from Fresh and Fit, man. Hit the Pepe for that, man. I see. That's right. Oh, so I see. <laughs> but um, Bob Mueller, man, what type of AI coins are you looking into or have looked into? To tell you the truth, if I'm being honest, man, I haven't really looked into much into AI coins. I kind of found like I, personally, I sort of think like that whatever technology because AI just takes so much um, high level developers and and, you know, engineers and technicians and stuff in order to really create these sort of like softwares and stuff and just like the amount of money and sort of like the the technological know-how in order to create something like that um i kind of think that you know a lot of the coins in the crypto space are probably gonna be terrible investments but doesn't doesn't mean that they won't pump up like crazy um maybe it, maybe what, what could happen is possibly they take some sort of a chat gbt or whatever and then rip off this other thing fuse it together and take all the breaks off of it and just let it go wild maybe that will actually go crazy but um who knows it's actually a very dangerous sort of thing if it's like i i think i think letting ai run wild is insane to me so uh, yeah definitely man nate the great any thoughts on reliquy i think it's really cool man i'm actually planning to have um i don't know i think in like two or three weeks I plan to have um, what's it called? I'm a Beavis from from Reaper Farm back on on the stream and stuff. That's going to be a pretty high level Phantom stream, and I'm planning to have a lot of crypto streams not this week, but the, in two weeks and stuff like that. So I'm going to have a lot. Of, I'm going to have a Phantom stream. I'm going to have like maybe one with Beavis and uh, GameFi stream and just a lot of different sort of individual topics as well as like AMAs coming up, as well as uh, be on the lookout. I'm going to have a Hex stream part two. So if you guys saw my last on my last. Um, here, let me see if I can share it to you. Uh, can you share my screen? So you look here, I did a, a how to invest into Pulse and, and Hex stream. I'm going to do the part two to that stream. 
um, as well. And that's going to go more because we, I started going into a lot more into the history of Hex and kind of like the philosophy of it as well as like um, I did show people how to invest into it and stuff like that. I, the next stream is going to be more about staking Hex as well as like going a little bit more into Pulse Chain and stuff and kind of where I think maybe when future upgrades could possibly happen. So um, be on the lookout for that stream and stuff. And like I got a lot of cool streams coming up and stuff. So uh, I would definitely check this one with Red Pill Thor out. This Jerome Powell one's crazy. I think it's um, if you go into it, it's one of my most favorite streams and stuff. Um, I, I talked a lot about a lot about life in there and stuff especially later on but but it's very educational when it comes to the fed if understanding what what these guys are even talking about as well as the 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 original one which i think i did somewhere over here where did i put it um right this fed meeting breakdown right here um this one right here i really went over the nuts and bolts and stuff so this one really was a a really how-to guide right here of like how, what to look for in the uh, when when listening to the Fed meetings, and this one was a continuation of what of what he said as well as um, some really good life advice in there. So definitely check it out. Thank you. Jay the Barbarian with a fight all super chat. Any news on? Uh, DFK Jade Unlock. Can Citadel be paid yearly? Uh, we have talked about paying the Citadel yearly. We just still, um, we're, we're just figuring out on the back end and stuff, but maybe at some point, yeah, we will, we will have that as an option. Just pay it year, just pay it one yearly fee, probably at a discount. And then there you go. So dang crypto boogie shit. I had no idea you were live. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, um, normally my streaming times are Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, but um, we ended up having a bit of a, um, a couple cancellations from Rolo and stuff. We were going to do a big group stream with Rolo and them on uh, today at 5.30. But um, since the studio was open, I was like, screw it. Let's do a stream, man. And I, and I wasn't going to let Travis go home early. No, no, no. I was going to have him here all day. I was going to make sure that he was a single man with no relationship. Amen. Love that. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Shit. 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 All right. I put some eye drops in my eyes already, so I can I can maybe have these off for like a second. Wow. Uh, but okay, Jade the Barbarian. Uh, any news on the DFK Jade Unlock? Considered I'll be paid. Yeah. So so on the first part of that, the Jade Unlock will basically start one year after once once all fifty two weeks or once the last of the um once of the last of the epochs is done. So once it's gone through fifty two epochs, then from there the unlocks will start happening. Um, pretty much on a daily basis, basically. So uh, we're still about, I would say, six months plus away from an unlock. So that's what's that, that's what's going on there. Now for Charles Warren, what's new with DeFi Kingdoms? Basically, they're adding a lot. They're adding a lot more of a PvP sort of factors to it, and they're just adding more and more features to it. But um, one interesting thing that I'm kind of looking for right now is we are going to get another expansion on DFK, which will be the first real expa expansion since uh, Crystal Veil. The Jade expansion, even though it was an expansion of tokens and stuff like that, and new and new yield pools, it really was kind of like they just they just essentially relaunched Serendel 2.0, and that Serendel 2.0 um, really didn't bring anything new visually, but it did it did you did have a lot of more quests, you did have a new token, new heroes, and a lot of other stuff. But we're actually going to have a real real like launch of another of another another ecosystem launch with the next upgrade and it's so right now there's two chains in the running right now you're either going to have matic or you're going to have a phantom and either one is going to be fantastic it'd be really cool to have a matic expansion originally there was going to be a luna expansion but we all know what happened there 
<laughs> it went to shit. So um, I would definitely recommend you guys kind of make sure, like, just keep your pools up. Personally, right now in the in that game, I am only using in in Serendel 2.0, which is on um, the Clayton chain. I am in the Jade Clayton pool, and then on on Crystal Vale, I am in the Crystal. AVAX pool only. So those are the only two pools I'm in, the rest of them. So one day I sell all my yield for for Jewel. The next day I repothecate back into my pools. And basically this allows me to keep the main ecosystem token and build up in L, an L1 position in Clayton. And the same thing on the Crystal Veil side where I build up a, a ecosystem token position, but also build up an L1 position in AVAX. And I think AVAX is going to be a big hitter. They're basically on a, a three or four position for the best chains for GameFi. And there's a lot of financial backing in that chain right now. And there's even, it, it's looking like maybe the Amazon investment was a little bit more serious than we thought previously, but still, it's still a little light right now, but it's interesting. Raymond Low, uh, wait, wait, how the fuck do I say? I'm sorry. Hola Lim. <laughs> I hope I'm saying I don't mean to butcher it, bro. Miguel, where are your glasses at? I don't have glasses anymore, you guys. I got LASIK. Shing. Uh, but um, I gotta put like eye drops in my eyes every once in a while, and like I, I gotta wear sunglasses with bright lights and stuff. But um, for like six months, so I'll be wearing these Gucci frames, these Gucci and Burberry frames on my on my eyes perpetually. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for the personally. If I'm being honest, right in my heart of hearts, I hope for Phantom because, yo, that'd be fucking sick, dude. I love Phantom. If, give me more reason to buy more Phantom. But if I'm being honest, like it's probably gonna be Matic. Though, if we did have a Phantom expansion, it, it, the best time to launch it would be in October, Halloween time. Forget about it, man. That'd be incredible. I wonder if they would call it like blood or something, or like they'd call it some kind of blood token or blood ruby token or something for the um, for the phantom one because it's like all like Halloween based or something. But interesting. Okay, what uh, churro? What happened to the Serendale locked jewel tokens? I didn't see. It. So basically, they don't transfer at all. So they basically got rid of them. Now um, you should have got an airdrop. So go check in your bank. You should be able. To, there should be. be you, you will get something proportionate to. Um, Whatever coins you got locked for Jewel, you will get um, them in Jade as yield and stuff like that. So check in the bank. Check all the options. You should get an airdrop in there, man. There's a bit of an airdrop there for you. Uh, Adam B3, uh, launched this still this February? I believe so, yeah. it's look like I, I, said, I said Valentine's Day to be cheeky, but it could be the end of February, and that's perfectly fine. I do believe V3 will launch this month. Um, yeah, this month, right? Yeah, this month. Yeah, I think it's the third. Or the sixth, the sixth, yeah. So um, I think we will get a V3 launch this month. Awesome, and uh, we kind of hit the lower end of where I thought. Like, so I, I said the V3 launch would pretty, pretty much take the price of hex to a four to six cent range, and we hit four cents. So this is telling me when that launches, we're pretty much going to be on track to hit somewhere between six to seven cents, maybe even eight cent sort of wick top, but probably more comfortably at six to uh, six to seven cents. Uh, can you start my screen for one second? And I go for some to some weird pair for some reason. So right now we're at 4.1 cents. Haram. Yeah. Uh, we're at 4.1 cents on Hex right now. So um, shit, man. When it does launch, it might it might pump us up a little even higher, man. That's really awesome. And people are going to finally play with the more 
um, actual version of what it's going to be. And then a lot of projects on Pulse Chain are kind of waiting for that testnet to happen so they can really work out the kinks and see what's different in their code base and stuff. Because whatever they had coded for, um, what they had coded for the previous, I don't know, the V1 and the V2B or whatever the hell it's called, um, Pulse Chain um, testnets, it's kind of got to get, there's some things like we kept other parts need to be kind of updated with the code base and stuff. So they need to test out their things. So it's really important that that ends up happening. So basically once you have the, 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 the test and it come out, we're probably looking at a two to three month lag time before you get the launch of pulse chain outside of market timing, of course, but Miguel Richard's not going to market time. Shut the fuck up. Yes, he is. So let's be for real. It went up a little bit more. Yay. <laughs> but there you go, man. Simply Jessica. Um, let's see. For your course, do you target a specific audience? Because it's about $1,000 and I can't afford that. So what do you suggest? Um, do you have a solution for those who can't afford it? Or am I stuck? No, no. That's why we hit. So perfect. Wait, let me just put the link for you. One second. Okay. You share the screen for one second? That's why we have the Citadel Telegram access. So Citadel is a product that's $100 a month, uh, much more affordable. And it especially, was especially made for people who um, obviously want to get into the course or kind of missed out or so, right? As well as as a general place where it's like the main talking place for the whole Moon Gang um, Moon Gang and the Crypto Mindset courses. Uh, basically, you have a lot of people talking in there. It's a great place to ask questions. You can ask me and Charlie questions in there all the time. We do, uh, we're, we're, we're very close to be doing recorded AMAs that are private to only the Citadel itself, as well as uh, we do something called flash webinars, which are basically these kind of uh, bonus sort of like education webinars for people in the Citadel, as well as in the, in the current Crypto Mindset course. But everyone who's in the, who's in the Citadel gets... $50 off the next crypto mindset course for every month that they end up staying in the Citadel. Now, and this, this stacks on top of itself. So if let's just say you're in the Citadel, if you pay with crypto, you get 15% off the next crypto mindset course. So if the next crypto mindset course is a thousand bucks, you get $150 off. But imagine that you're, you're in the Citadel for another three months. And then on top of that, you get $150 off plus $150. You had now the crypto mindset course only costs $700. So someone, someone like you could just be in the Citadel for, you know, nine months or so or whatever, and then get $450 off plus, plus paying crypto, you would pretty much buy the course for $400. So this is kind of what we add this as a thank you to people, but as also a way to like, um, get kind of, um, concentrate, um, the groups and stuff. Cause we, I mean, we were getting to the point where me and Charlie had over, um, I mean, 12 to 14 separate Telegram chats and stuff. And we had almost 12,000 people in these chats and stuff. So we kind of wanted a place to kind of really centralize it. Right now, we're very close to about 400 people in the Citadel right now. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of millionaires in there, a lot of people who've been in the crypto mindset courses in the past and continue to be so. It's, it's one of the best places to really get information from people who've been around the block for a while, as well as ask me and Charlie questions. Um, every Monday, there is a newsletter that comes out, which basically... Um, highlights the coins that me and Charlie are looking at. It talks about fundamental analysis, technical analysis, on-chain analytics, uh, new, the, the news for the week, as well as like a coin list of coins that we are tracking and stuff, as well as chart patterns for what we think might end up happening and stuff like that. And some memes on top of that, as well as you get um, anyone who's in the, in the Citadel gets to see the backlog of all these emails as well and stuff. So you get, you get to have the whole kid and caboodle. So every Monday we drop a, a um, basically a, an, an email 
which is pretty cool. So on top of that, there's just much more things we're planning to do as well as like uh, if you, uh, we're going to be doing these cool uh, crypto mindset meetups and stuff. There's one we're planning to, to do the sale very soon. Basically, it's a giant party that we end up doing as a way for people to network as well as a big thank you. All the money that, that is charged for tickets is spent on the party. So there's like there's almost no profit at all. Or and I mean, the last one we threw, we actually went like 40,000 in the hole. <laughs> so a lot of fun, a lot of champagne, a lot of people had fun and it was a really fun time in Vegas. The next one will be in Las Vegas and stuff. And um, it's looking like it's going to be almost three times as large as the last one we did. So it's going to be really fun. And there's even more, it's even more and more like right now, the Citadel is in the alpha stage. There will be no beta. Um, when we do decide, we decide to go into the alpha or into the Citadel V1, uh, we plan to do expansions into other things, but we were, we're waiting for a certain size before we start making certain upgrades, but sign up, dude. I mean, it's a, it's an awesome place and it's also a great place for someone to start off, especially if they don't know everything, because it's a safe place to ask questions. You can ask in there. There's always someone active in the chat 24 seven and, um, it will keep you from doing very bad decisions. There's a lot of people ask like, hey, I got an email from MetaMask um, to, for my seed phrases. Should I do this? The whole chat's going to call you crazy. But that's good because that saves you from getting ripped off. So don't forget to join up to the Citadel, you guys. Thank you. Hit up Pepe for that. That was beautiful. That's what's right, man. Jay the Barbarian said, took the course twice, made my thousand back from both times in the month. That's right, man. And you want to know something that's really cool, man? Uh, da -da 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 Let me, uh, speaking of Gala. Wow, Queen Gecko's doing this lame shit now. Wow. Um, share the screen, please. So this is an interesting thing with Gala. So when we first, when we actually first showed uh, Gala to our students, um, Gala was at three and a half cents in 2021, maybe in 2022, actually, I'm sorry. Let me, let me put the last year. <laughs> Letting it load. Oh, maybe max actually. So, uh, we told her, we told people, our students about Gala, um, um, basically around the three and a half cent mark. So basically around this time period right here, um, from there, almost everyone who ended up buying Gala basically paid for their course back and then some. Gala went on this fucking meteoric rise where basically within three months, it went from a three and a half, two cent range to about uh, 81 cents at the top there. Not bad. Uh, so a lot of people made a lot of money on Gala and stuff like that. This is a coin we were recommending and it just went bananas. Now, at the time, Gala's uh, circulating supply was a much smaller than it is today. But the beautiful thing is that they're acting. They're um, they're going to create an L1. They're going to um, add. Um, they're adding burning mechanisms. They're adding. They're getting rid of a lot of the other uh, tokens for the games and just replacing them with with Gala. And they're making the Gala token much more useful and more of an L1 with burning mechanisms. So the increased supply now is going to get dampened down and it's going to become deflationary. So we actually believe that we actually can get these crazy prices on Gala again. So this is why I am recommending with Gala. I do like Gala. And I'm getting, and I've been DCAing into a bag. I just did my first DCA into Gala, finally. There you go, you guys. Um, so, yeah, definitely check it out. So, you can take it down. Gala, 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 that's right.
<laughs> That's right. Dustin Olson, the Citadel knows uh, before everyone else in there, but then Twitter and it comes to the crypto. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like our, our, the, the Citadel is, is a hunter. It's, it, we're, we're a hunter. We're a hunter society. We hunt for news, hunt for alpha. We bring it back to the family and the whole family eats. That's right. As well as we tell, we actually end up telling a lot of like private news, portfolio news, uh, or things that me and Charlie are doing in private in the Citadel as well in the crypto mindset courses. So they're the first people to find out before even Twitter or YouTube. So this is why we really, um, should, you know, I tell you to join up to the Citadel. That's right. On that's right. Choro Tamian. Yeah. Simply Jessica. They also offer four PayPal payments to be able to get into the course as well. Yeah. So you can also break down the payment. So it's like 200 bucks or 250 bucks as well. So there's, there's all types. We, we tried to be, we, we personally don't like using PayPal, but we, we but it's got a really easy payment method for a lot of people. So we, you know, we, we use it, but um, you know, it just is what it is. Oh, Simply Jessica, there you go. Awesome, thank you so much for all the information because I definitely don't want to get involved in the crypto world and make a bunch of mistakes like you said. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's set. The, the, normally, there's two, there's two points in time where you lose a lot of money in crypto. In the beginning, because you don't know what you're doing and you can make a lot of simple beginner mistakes where you, know, you give private keys away, you're not, there's a lot of like, safety issues or just you're, over, you're too over-trusting. And two, later on, where maybe like you've been in the crypto space for a while and you become very complacent and... Um, you can, there's like the hack can happen. So as long as we kind of bulge those two together and people are paying attention, you end up, it's, it's very, it ends up becoming very difficult for you to be, your money to be stolen from you or you may, or you losing a lot of money outside of just you um, disregarding like risk parameters and stuff like that and just going bananas because of the bull market. But um, we do tell people to take profits, but it's not the most popular thing in the world to hear, but it just is what it is. But thank you. I would love to see you in there and thank you for joining if you do. Uh, Joseph Monero, Joseph Monero. I love that name. Uh, hit the like button, you guys. Uh, DCC, give us a little moon math for Gala and Alluvium based on their current tokenomics. Sure. Basically, I think Gala, it's, it's very possible for Gala to get back and slightly above its all-time high. Uh, for Gala, um... It just all depends on how hot it ends up getting, but you could see Gala at something like a dollar thirty, dollar forty. Um, you, we also got to remember, even though with all these things, you also have a much larger supply of Gala, so that does kind of weigh into like how high it can go. Even though its tokenomics have been fixed, we'll have to really see them implement this stuff and see how much the token burning really does affect it to actually get rid of supply as well as uh, the transactions on there in order to facilitate this, and also in the game as well. So. A lot of other stuff like that. So in in terms of alluvium, alluvium is also dealing with the same problem where when it came out, you had a very small supply and, this, and emission tokens were slowly coming out. Now you have a much larger supply on alluvium, right? Where um, alluvium hit that $1,800 on a very limited supply of tokens. Now, since it almost has two or three times the supply it had in, uh, back then, as well as tokens unlocking, um, it's under the same thing where you need the game to launch as well as like some of his other things for its token to be locked up more and, and, and for them to, uh, I would say, release more incentives to lock up the token. But we're kind of looking for that one maybe to hit, you know, two, three thousand dollars in that range. Um, it all depends on really as well as like how high Bitcoin goes. Um, if we end up getting maybe maybe we do touch one hundred thousand this time around on the price of BTC, that'd be really nice. 
but if we do end up hitting that high plus with um, its game being these both these games being in full swings their l1s being in full swing as well as like the profit sharing and maybe like um alluvium's really popular then uh you can get very crazy prices but i mean regardless just them them getting back to old all-time highs is a lot of it's a lot of it's it's an 18x for alluvium and it's basically a um let me do a little math here It's an 18x for alluvium and it's a 14 and a half x for a regala at current prices. So if they can get slightly above that, I mean we're talking but we're talking 20 bangers here. That's that's pretty not financial advice of course, but um seems pretty good. That's why I, I kind of I kind of like I'm just owning both of them. Why not, you know? Corey uh, Rutsworth, does the Citadel get a list of top 40 coins to invest in early like the course does? And does it roughly the same time or does the course get a lot more during? So the, like when we are doing a course, we obviously, that's the only time where we give a little bit more time to the people in the courses. But once the course is over, it, like we end up giving more time back over to the Citadel, of course, right? But um, our time is always split between both. They're our main priorities, but it's a great way. I mean, it's $100 a month. It's very affordable. And it's a great way to kind of keep uh, up to date of what's going on. But um, in terms of the 40 coins, yeah, eventually we, we actually end up, um, when we finish the courses and stuff where we see a big buying opportunity, we do end up having like these flash webinars where we tell both the Citadel and the Crypto Mindset courses um, what we're looking at. Um, the 40 coin list does go to the, the Citadel, I mean, to the um, Mindset courses, the newest one, but we don't, we, we also don't leave the um, Citadel in the dust as well. I mean, we pay attention to them. So, yeah. Crypto boogie, man. I think Alluvium will probably achieve an Elliott wave and get to 670 in the short term. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, especially if they launch the game or um, they start, um, maybe they launch, um, I mean, right now the Alluvium Zero game is still in alpha right now, but um, the launch of the game is really the next really big milestone in it and stuff. And if that game launches successful as well as they still, have to, they still have to do the auction for the tier five land, a lot of pump right there, you guys. Make money. Is Exodus wallet okay for swapping? It is. It's just it does have a high fee. So it just I only use it sometimes just to give me a little gas money here and there. But it is convenient. But it shouldn't be your primary the primary place you should be swapping your tokens. You really should find like a decentralized exchange or maybe a matcha or possibly a um, a maybe a Firebird Finance or something like that or a one inch exchange. Just something that can get you the best price for your money and stuff. I'd be, be like, you know, watch out. You know, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Make money when in doubt by alluvium. That's right. Somebody always asks me this is what's a stretch goal for alluvium? A hundred, if you can swing it. But like, I mean, obviously, you know, don't over if a hundred's a lot of money, don't like don't over like don't I mean that's ten G's now, you know. So it is becoming quite a lot, right? So maybe maybe um twenty, thirty might be another stretch a good stretch goal, but like um, round numbers aren't always the best thing, but if you could swing for a hundred, I think that's a really good amount there. But, uh, for Gala, I want to have a little more time holding Gala before I kind of give a, a statement of where I think a solid amount of Gala should be, but there you go. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I mean, for Gala, I've just done the math on it. It could be like maybe 50,000 Gala. Would be not terrible. Something like that. That might be a good stretch goal. I just put it in the calculator there. So there you go. 
GC, DCC making me more bullish on Gala and Alluvium. Hoping for Game 5 Summer, definitely. And, you know, one, one other one to show here. I, I was talking with Cappy as well, but let me explain this a little bit as well. So, uh, can you show the screen again? Today. No, I'm just <laughs> Today, Junior. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> let me see what the fuck's hot right now on this street. Singularity, Net Deep, Brain Chain, Mars Dow. Fetch AI, bros. Fuck all that shit. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't chasing any of those AI coins. Forget that. I'm a dork. I'll stick to what I know, and that's gaming. <laughs> no, no, but Sandbox currently as... And, and Capital One, you guys. Shopping. Ply codes. No, no, zero. But um, Sandbox, Sand... This is... I would count either the Ethereum... I would count this as either the Ethereum or Bitcoin of the GameFi space right now. Um, Sandbox is $1.2 billion market cap. I would probably, uh, as like a good round, uh, another way to round the portfolio. Let's just say maybe ten percent of your ten percent of your portfolio is in GameFi. Maybe having a an equal proportion of Sandbox, Alluvium, Gala would not be a terrible way to kind of put put it down. And I think maybe you can put an extra three percent in. You put three percent in Sandbox, three percent in Gala, four percent in Alluvium, or whichever one's your favorite. You put the extra percent in there, and I think you would be a happy camper. Um, maybe GameFi is bigger in your portfolio. It might be 20%, so you just uh, judge it accordingly. But I think Sandbox is just a great token to have. Um, good overall token. I um, think it's going to do very well. And it's out of all the tokens, it's the one most likely to get new media and news coverage just because they have stores and stuff. And then, like, they've opened a lot of... They've opened, like, two spots here in Vegas alone on the Strip. And I think it's going to open a third place here in Vegas as well. So something that... I, um, it's most likely the, the token to have celebrity endorsements. Um, I have a bit of a suspicion that... Um, this cycle because and if so many if they start coming after nfts that a lot of the celebrities are going to like start pivoting towards shilling um games games like game and stuff like that so and they might be like hello my darling hello my baby hello my downtown gal right on on video games so they might you might start getting i mean you already had you know shout out to snoop dogg he's always a trendsetter but like you're gonna start getting people doing like what like what snoop dogg did and just um kind of backing a video game so and it's a lot safer they're just trying to make money without getting in trouble, which I understand. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if in this next cycle you have a lot more of celebrities endorsing video games in the in the GameFi space. So um, Sandbox is probably a safe option. It's a fusion between Roblox and, and, uh, and Minecraft. So interesting. What would be a decent amount for you? Maybe someone got $3,000 of this stuff. How much would that be? Yeah, like 4,000. That's not bad. 4,000 sand is probably a good sh number to shoot. But yeah. You can take it down. Did he cover Sheba yet? Sheba. No, I have not covered it. <laughs> All right, man. You have uh share the screen again. What the hell? I'll cover Sheba, you guys. Sheba Inu, you guys. Uh shit. I think you might make more money investing in bone than you would Sheba Inu. But um I think if you can't ignore dog money, um, dogecoin i it, like if if i were to make an alleg let's just say you were to make an allocation into the dog money the meme money right i would probably own a little bit of doge shiba and bone and bones the the, the decentralized exchange for the shiba inu network or <laughs> there oh my god dog money's real 30 what is what is the market cap of this shit i don't even know if that's real yeah but it's uh i know it's market caps higher than that but uh oh this is the wrong shiba i'm sorry there we go. Sorry about that. 
yeah, eight billion dollars, literally worth almost seven times more than Sandbox. Uh, but you know, Shiba Inu is uh, at a lot of zeros and fourteen right now. Let's look at what it's done in the last ninety days. It's at a low, like a lot of other coins. It's basically up like fifty percent. Yeah, it's basically up fifty percent from its from its local from its local lows in the last three months. So pretty interesting. Um, I think Shiba Dogecoin. Let's check out Doge for a second as well. D O. There's Dogecoin. Dogecoin at nine cents. Wow, I remember. You want to know something crazy? The 2017 all-time high for Dogecoin was eight cents. You guys, we were above the 2017 all-time high. We're in the th we're two cycles away from that now. <laughs> we're not even in the 21 cycle anymore. We're in the whatever cycle this is going to be. 24, 25 cycle. Dang, dudes. Doge doing okay, man. Long-term means if you bought the top on Doge in 2017, you're in the profit now. Five years later, but you're in profit or whatever. Wait, is it five years? Yeah, five years, yeah. Five, no, uh, yeah, five or six years net later. Yeah, you're in profit now. Well, let's see what this has done in the last 30 days. Woo-wee, 90 days. Yeah, if you got lucky, you caught it at six cents. So basically, best case scenario, you're up 50 or 40%, but you could have been ragdolled a little bit. So maybe you pick, so you probably, you probably break even on this. So Shiba did a lot better in the last 90 days in terms of you being able to DCA into it than, um, than Dogecoin did. Now let's look at Bone. Uh, bone swap, a dollar and pff, it's a piece. It's a bone with some meat on it. Wow, dollar uh, and eighty-one cents. Much smaller circulating supply. It's something more reasonable. <laughs> Two hundred and twenty-nine million tokens is reasonable compared to the tr the billions or the trillions. Another one. Let's see the last ninety days. Um, yes. Let's just let's just call it an average of six to seven cents, seventy cents. Forgive me. And it's currently at 81 cents and stuff. So this one's over uh, 2.2 to 2.5x from from. So basically, if you, if you just started DCing three months ago, like you did pretty well with this one. This one did extremely well. So this is kind of like the more growth story in the in the Shiba Inu uh, Dogecoin sort of thing. But it's the sort of thing where you can't really discount them all. So um, if you wanted to just to have like a little mini ETF, I would just get something like Doge, Shiba, and then Bone. And I think you'd do pretty good. I think Bone would be more of the growth one for you. But um, especially if like they really end up growing the entire Shiba Inu um, kind of ecosystem. So there you go, man. Hit the sh hit the hit the Pepe on that. Let's see, uh, Crypto Monster. What do you think of Zen with Jack Levin? I don't like Zen really. I just don't like the mechanism. I think it's just ugh. it just it doesn't like it will it will just take more time before the inflation kind of goes down where people like feel safe to, to dip their toes. It just seems like just an inflationary trap. Uh, Jack Levin, I think he's a smart guy, but um, I mean he's just a vampire attacking the hex community and stuff like that. And a lot of hexagons aren't really happy with it. Um, but one benefit is maybe Jack Levin doing all the stuff he's doing is kind of um, maybe 
made uh, Richard kind of start really busting his ass a little bit more to to get uh, Pulse Chain online. So that's a benefit. So that's cool. But you know, I just I don't really like what he's personally doing. You know, in the in the hex community and stuff like that. He's just grifting off the community for the most part. Um, I don't think without the hex community, his coin really wouldn't be doing shit. Honestly, like like nothing at all. But um, suppose he's only be getting BC backing for his X1 blockchain or whatever. And um, it might do good, but basically not without hex money. So, I mean, uh, Jack Levin's in this whole thing where he, like, he, uh, he needs to keep the hexagons happy. Or he does nothing with his, ch his chain will fail, basically. And that's just fucking facts. Hit a pepe on that. That's fucking, that was, that was gospel. <laughs> And Ascending Man, thank you so much, man. Popping in to say hello. Gotta get to bed. Hey, man, good night, man. Have a great sleep. Stefan, man, what's going on? 100, 100, what's going on? Hit the like button, subscribe. Uh, what do you think about Jack Levin versus Richard? Dude, Richard will fucking smoke this dude. Smoke him, bro. Yeah, it's not even a contest. What's going on, uh, JV? JL has serious JL. Oh, J yeah, yeah. Has serious message to burn his layer one devs is serious. Can it, we shouldn't ignore. I don't have to ignore. I mean, it's not out yet. So what the fuck? Like, there's not. There's no sacrifice phase. There's not like. Well, there's nothing like. I'm not ignoring it. Like, bros. Like, you don't. You don't have my eyes. I've have. I have eyes everywhere. I'm Dogecoin Muhammad. I'm Hex Jesus, baby. I'm DCC. I'm Litecoin Moses, baby. What the fuck you talking to? I'm everywhere and nowhere. Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. What is we talking about right now? I was already hearing about this fucking, this, the, the, Z, the Z1 thing for a minute before he even... Psh, come on. Get out of here. I know. No hate, bro. But it's like, it's like when people... Like, if I'm being honest too, like a lot of people ask me, Miguel, can you give us some moon math for Pulse Chain and Pulse X? Like, I ain't doing it, bro. Once the coin's out... I can look at the numbers. I can look. I can give you. I can give you some some more accurate sort of numbers and stuff. And then I can give you some real like. Oh, we maybe we can get this right here. But I'm not gonna do the, like this. Like it's gonna do ten thousand and all. It's gonna do like no. You'd be surprised if you seriously put some decent money into something and it actually does a thousand x or a five hundred x. That's life changing money. That's life changing money. Like this whole thing. Like dude, if we got a ten thousand x out of Pulse Chain, mwah, beautiful. I'll be. I'm in pro all in with Scanson Cash. Wisconsin. I'll buy Wisconsin cash, bro. Right? But I think people don't really realize the average coin in a bull market does a 30x. An above average coin does a 100x. There's only like the two best performing tokens of the last cycle was Shiba Inu and Hex. Seriously. Like, what are we talking about here? Black Label X Pack, man. Just got back from the date. Uh, had to check back on the stream. Damn, dude, did you did you, did you get some cutty? <laughs> now, a shout out to you, G man. What's up, man? That's good, man. For, hurrah, man. Don't 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 give attention to these hoes. Crypto's the way. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's keep going.
That's right, Alex Santos. Don't disrespect Dogecoin Muhammad. That's correct. Let's keep going. Uh, smooth brain, hit the like button, mofos. Do you know who this is? That's right. Okay, JV, uh, or is it JViz? I think it's JViz64. Um, what what do you think about Pulse Chain Launch and how many times do you see the value of PulseX? And, <laughs> did I just say this? <laughs> Uh, it'll do pretty. They'll do. Pre I think they believe they'll do very well. Um, I do believe PulseX will dump significantly in ratio wise to Pulse Chain, but I think they'll do very well with each other. Um, but you also got to remember that these coins are liquid. So because a large portion of the supply is locked up, is not locked up, you are going to get less multiples. It's just facts because you'll have more fucking butterfingers and stuff trying trying that could sell because you, it takes it takes a lot of willpower to hold those tokens and not sell them. I think a lot of people can. I think a lot of people in hex have learned how to, but it's still it's still gonna be difficult for a lot of people. So this is why I don't see the amount of hex returns that you're gonna that you're gonna get in pulse or pulse X. Maybe if I'm wrong, beautiful. I'm glad to be wrong, but. Just knowing how humans are and just the fundamentals of it and stuff like that. That's why I do I, I do appreciate what um, like Matty Allen is doing with his projects and stuff, trying to create like a way to lock up tokens and kind of like take take the like kind of take like create a DCA plan for yourself through that that product and stuff. And um, I think it'll do pretty well, man. So shout out to Matty Allen. Uh, dude, what about Charles Hopkinson's upcoming Midnight L1 native coin will be dust? Eh, cool. I'll have to look. I haven't heard about it. That one I actually haven't heard about and stuff. So I'll definitely check that out. Um, but yeah. Stefan, go flip burgers in DC into Hex before the launch. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. At least work at a, what's that one place? Uh, in and out They pay better, I'd imagine. Okay, all the smart TradFi and Web2 pros come onto crypto and get wrecked. It's funny. It is really funny. It really is. They don't. They don't really get the culture. They don't really get it. What they're like. It's really. They're really fish out of water. That's why the most successful stuff is always DeFi native. The same thing with like Richard. His shit was the most DeFi native thing that came out. Like, bro, you have to understand where Hex Hex came out in 2019, to the year of 2019. AD after Christ. No, I'm just gonna. <laughs> no no but um it came out in 2019 you got to think about that like uniswap barely existed almost no one trusted it at all it could have failed and you have to understand what how revolutionary like it, it has the longest lockup ever even before i think it was even before curve even came out and curves longest lockout lock is like what a four-year lock the average lock the average lock in hex is seven years voluntarily going to eight so it should really let you know what's kind of going on in the in the hex space and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. So, dang. Um, but yeah, man. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Um, JV man, for someone who works in nine to five, what's the lowest optimal amount to invest into Pulse Chain L one token? Well, I need a little more information and stuff. But um, works in nine to five. What's the lowest optimal? Well, I mean, you'd I mean you'd now. Obviously, I was I was personally investing basically fifty percent of my of my profit into um, into crypto personally, but I had a business. Now um, I was, and sometimes even sixty or seventy percent. But um, I think twenty percent of of what you make should be going into investment into some either education or into um, investing at all. Like you just something, man. I, I find whatever your hourly rate is, whatever you make an hour. 
double it, that's that's what you should be making. That's what the minimum you should be investing a day. If you work eight hours in in a in a restaurant and stuff, you should at least be you're putting your whatever the number you get paid. Let's just say you get paid fifteen dollars an hour. You should be putting somewhere between twenty to thirty dollars a day into into the market. And you will change your life over the next couple of years. Like, trust me. Like on twenty dollars, let's just see that. Let's just say you're able to make a, the average return of the market, uh, and not even a thirty banger. Let's just say you do like twelve times or something on average in your portfolio. So let's just say you take that twenty dollars times twelve. That's two hundred and forty dollars. Divide that by fifteen. So for every for every one hour you sacrifice, one hour you sacrifice of your income today, you get sixteen back in the future. Think about that. That's two days. So I sacrifice, I'm sacrificing one hour of my work for myself in my future, and I get two days of work back for that one hour of work that I sacrifice for my future self. I think that's a good trade. Listen up. Hit the pepe for that. That was fucking beautiful. So let me show this. Let's just say you were able to average $20 a day for a year in the market. And you only invested one year. This From now to the end of the year, 20 bucks, right? Now, let's just say that's 300 days. That's $6,000. That's $6, and then you just, let's just say you just put into Ethereum and, and, and maybe like a couple coins. And your average return, that, that 6000 could turn into 72000 in two to three years. $72,000. Let me put that. Let me put that into perspective, right? If you're making fifteen dollars a day, of an hour, right? And you're working eight hours, eight hours, uh, eight hours a day, times five days a week. That's six hundred dollars a week. Times, and let's just say you, you don't take a week off. Let's just say you work the whole fucking year. That's thirty-one thousand dollars. And that's before taxes, before all costs and everything. So, you literally. By investing one hour, twenty or like just twenty dollars a day into crypto, you will make. If you take profits, I mean, some people just don't. I mean, they gamble it, right? I mean, you know, not financial advice here, but you'll make over two and a half times what you make in a fucking year in cash, liquid cash, not fucking like like what you like at the end of the year before. No, I'm talking about liquid cash. What are we talking about? Like th this is stay poor, don't join the Citadel. I'm gonna take my glasses off because my future is so bright, but I'm gonna I'm suffer right now in the, in the sunlight. Oh my God, my eyes. Oh, fuck. The future is so bright for me in crypto that I'm going kind of blind here, you guys. But I'm suffering right now, looking into directly into the sun, into these lights, to tell you the truth. Traversing the desert like Moses did to take you people to the promised land. But keep not doing shit for yourself and see where that leads you. You don't have to do it in crypto, but... If you do not sacrifice for the future, then you're doomed to be a slave forever. And that's a promise I'll make you that you, that will happen to you. Or you'll live a very mundane life. And that's something I don't want for myself or anyone who follows me or anybody who I fucking know. That's haram. Hit the damn like button, man. What the hell are we doing here, man?
let's keep going. Uh, da, 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 da. Man, I was a preacher in some other life, man. I really was, man. Shh. I was a preacher and some kind of high-end bartender. <laughs> I am really, I'm really good at mixing drinks, man. Sheesh. <sighs> yeah. Pa 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 pa. Five hundred million over ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, and that math is for someone just doing like, this is like a dude that's only doing like, he's working the 40 hours a week or like not getting any overtime or anything like that. And that, and that, there's a lot, like most people are working probably like not even 48, 48 weeks a year. They're working like 42, you know? So like you got it. That's kind of sad. It makes me like, fuck, I'm only like 25 G's a year. Dang. But most people, most people who are listening to this are probably hardworking. So that number probably would go up to like 41 because they're doing overtime and doing all kinds of stuff. And staying late and stuff and doing everything and probably got a side hustle. So they're probably earning 56. But you see like the ones who want it earn more and they and that translates into more money that they can change their whole life around. Like maybe that money, you don't put it all back into crypto, but like that money you end up putting, maybe you only, all you pull out is 30 grand. That's more money than you, that's more, you have a whole year, a whole year of money for a minimum wage guy. Liquid. That they can invest into a business or something and upgrade their life. Maybe they they go from thirty thousand and they start making eighty thousand dollars a year or a hundred thousand dollars a year. A fucking tripling in the quality of life. I think that's worth it. I don't know about you. That's right. Kobe Kobe eighty two's got a great point. Making one hundred and thirty thousand versus saving thirty eight k. Yeah, and there's a whole thing between making one hundred and thirty eight, making one hundred and thirty thousand dollars versus saving that much. You know what I'm saying? Having a liquid, it's power. There's power. Money has a power amplifying effect. Like you got it. Like, like this is something that's funny. So, what you can buy with a dollar versus what you can buy with ten dollars is not ten times more. It is significantly larger. The the like it's kind of it's it's like. When you have $100, like you can buy a lot of things with $100. Think of all the things you can buy with $100 or versus when you have $1,000 versus when you have $10,000. The higher, the, the more zeros you add to something, the more power it gives you because it's harder and harder for people to get to that bracket. You have $100,000 liquid cash, the world's your oyster. You can do a lot of things with that. It's not, it's not infinite money forever, but it gives you the ability to do really crazy, crazy things in this world um, versus a million liquid versus 10 million liquid. It just puts you in this, it's just stratospheres. That's what the Citadel's about. It's about ascending, rising above, and being around people that fucking want it, man. That's why I'm so passionate about the Citadel. Guaguan. <laughs> Oday. That's our next, yeah, that's the next podcast. Oday. Oh, shit. Shout out to Oday Osborne, man. That's my boy, man. This fucker's gonna knock the fuck out of that motherfucker in that fight, man. Shout out to my boy, man. We got a, we got a stream coming up soon at some point. <laughs> Oh, that's funny as hell, man. Let's see. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, beautiful. Let's see. Smooth brain. DCC, what is your best suggestion to stake and increase my phantom position? I would... I personally don't like... I like keeping half my phantom liquid. I don't like staking at LP pools. The other half, I, I put into LP pools. And those LP pools are in projects I like. So I have like... Maybe a phantom boot position, maybe a beats position with some fan. Like everything has a little bit of phantom with it. And that way I have exposure to the altcoins. Now, most, not all L1s are created equal. Let me explain. Phantom is a very special L1 where a lot of the ecosystem tokens do very well. Or at least keep up to phantom. 
80%, maybe 20%, le- not as much, to an overperformance, like Beats. Versus shit on Solana, ugh. Or a lot of these L1s and shit, Cosmos, ugh. Like, they have to prove themselves this time around, right? Even so, a lot of stuff on Polkadot, ugh. Maybe this time they'll change themselves around. But Pulse Chain is going to be one of those other ones where, like, the L- a lot of the ecosystem tokens on Pulse Chain will do very well. So th- there's, like, very few of these L1s. Where most, most of the strategy for L1s is just to buy them in L1 token and just chill, right? But with... With, with something like Pulse Chain, as well as I would say um, Phantom, you can invest in the you can invest into the altcoins and do very well, I believe, right? But you still have to keep a very large position, fifty percent in liquid in liquid Phantom Pulse Chain Hex Pulse. All this stuff is a good rule of thumb. That way, if prices go bananas, you can scrape some off. And but you also have exposure and you're earning yield on top of that. I believe that's the top strategy, but. You know, everyone has something different. Some people stake it all out, and that's it, man. Some five, 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 everything to the to the nth degree, bro. Fuck having liquid, right? Fuck taking profit. <laughs> oh my god. JV, do you see hex going back to two cents or lower this month before? Po- no, no, not anymore. Uh, below two cents, fuck no. Uh, two cent, I mean, it would have to like maybe, maybe if like there's real, maybe if the Fed went crazy or something. It'd have to be something very, very crazy in the market. But um, at most, we're just gonna be low threes. Yeah. Will you be a validator or run a node? I might run a node, but I don't know if I'll be a validator. Um, I'm just very, very busy and stuff like that. I'll probably, I'll probably, you know, like I'll. There's a lot of good trusted hexagons in the like you know David Feeder is another great one, great guy. Um, there's a lot of good hexagons out there and stuff like that. You know, I'd I'd, I'd rather I'm just gonna be focusing on coins and just really trying to figure out the ecosystem, the tokens, and the um, the community and just um, you know you know YouTubing and stuff like that and really helping the community out. That's what I'll be doing. No, no, no problem, bro. No, and of course, man. Like I'm here. I'm here. This is this is AMA for you guys. Come in, my, come in for a second, one, bro. Come one. in for a second, man. This is my G. What's up, bro? What's up, man? You ready to knock that fucker out? <laughs> How you doing? What's going on, man? What's up? Good to see you, man. We got to do that stream soon. Oh, yes, sir. It's Ode Osborne. Soon to be champ. Champion, bro. Of the UFC. UFC champion. Come on. I haven't been here in like a year. I think it was only been like, I don't know, not that long. Months. Yeah. What? Wait, were you hiking or something? I saw you. I saw you on Instagram, like out there in the uh, in the rocks or some shit. Hiking. Were you hiking? What were you I doing? I was hiking, fucking running. Uh, yeah, yeah. We do our sprints on Saturdays. We do our mountain runs. Got you. I wish I was hiking, man. That'd be way better. Yeah. Way better. We had the hike master over here. We had Cappy over here. This guy. This right. guy's. This guy just hikes like miles on miles a day and <laughs> stuff. Like he's like he does like three to five miles. Really? For, yeah, all the time. And he's like, Miguel, he like, he literally called me today. Hey, Miguel, uh, before I take you out with me, I need you to start walking at least three miles a day and stuff like that. And then we'll start, because I don't want to fuck your knees up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. But uh, hey, man, I think this is a great place to end the stream, man. So uh, be sure to be sure to check out my stream tomorrow at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I will be having Rolo Tomasi, uh, Charlie from Cultivate Crypto, Big Mo from Fresh and Fit, Icy from Fresh and Fit and uh, Cappy as well and stuff. So we're gonna have six people in studio on stream. It's gonna be a mega episode, as well as on two on Thursday I'll be having Black Ice in studio as well. We'll be talking crypto, women, relationship, all this other stuff. And on Saturday, um, 
shoot, I have something on Saturday. I may, I may have O Day in here. Who knows? <laughs> we're gonna, have, we're gonna, have, we're gonna do some cool shit, man. So uh, I've got tons of shows coming up and stuff, as well as be on the lookout next next week uh, for the Hex Stream Part Two. I'm gonna show you guys how to stake, what I do, what is the strategy I'm using today, and you'll be surprised. I'm actually skipping a year or so, so it'll surprise Cosmos. you, man. Cosmo, oh yeah, Cosmos, man. I. Yeah, there we go, man. There you go, Cosmo. And we'll talk about that. People don't. This guy knows his crypto, dude. This guy knows. It. Put, can you put the camera on him? I don't know if you can put the camera on him, but like, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see the tech. The tech. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Shout out to the man. But yeah, this this man knows his crypto, man. This is a smart UFC fighter, man. This guy is gonna go places, man. Be a rich man, dude. I appreciate it, y'all. Take your Cosmos on Coinbase for six percent. Can't get the, the interest until after 7 to 14 days, though. So after yeah. 7 to 14 days, then it's every other, every 7 days you get that 6%. Beautiful, man. So with that, man, I'll see you guys later, man. Join the Citadel, and uh, let's go, man. Later